just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 89 episodes of One Tree Hill. 89. And tonight's episode for debate is season five, episode one. Dom, you got a message. Four years, six months, two days. Because I want to do ya. <laughs> Black scrunchie. <laughs> On the door. Fuck off, Nathan. Boning your wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we didn't get the whole, you know, when we're kids, you know, brothers sharing things. So time to make up for last time. <laughs> hey, moon boy. <laughs> Come here, I want to feel your fried pan face. <laughs> she has to see it. I think she has to see what's on the wall to, and then realise kind of what he is. Because what is he? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> just opens the door. I'm, I'm just going to wander around. I thought I'd get a pair of your pants, put them on my head. Dental <laughs> stalker God. too. Yeah, just a weirdo. Just sniffing her underwear. Dan is a lunatic. I barely know her. What? You've been commentating with her for like the last year or whatever. What? This is what happened to Jimmy Mouth. Pull your head out of your butt. Mouth. That's Psycho Derek vibes. I like to just in and out. Done. In and out and gone. I'm Dan Scott and <laughs> Karen in the late 90s. Just oh in, out, God. gone. Done. Got what I need. Oh, God, I didn't mean it like that. Well, you said it. <laughs> I won't put that in the intro. I absolutely <laughs> will. <laughs> Demand. How creepy was that moment? Like, oh, it's so hard to find cute virgin boys. I don't think it's not. Just go down to the Warhammer shop. You'll be fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun to stay at the what? Ready, set, YMCA. <laughs> okay, quick question for you. Teenage dramas is like, it's becoming too much. Like, we're not teenage. But do you know what it is? Do you know what the problem is with yourself and with, with watching this? Is that, is that you're too involved. You get too involved. You don't just watch it for what it is. You watch it and there's got to be some sort of, like, meaning and understanding. And, oh, this has got so much... This has done so much for my life and stuff. Just now, you're at a point where you could just watch it for what it is. And just go, yeah, right, Rachel's being a slag. Yeah, right, Lucas is being a total melt. Yeah, right, Peyton's someone else has left her yeah all right you know <laughs> mouth's got a huge slong just get on with it do you know what i mean <laughs> he's got the dong of all slongs <laughs> just <laughs> when i go there later tonight in real life and ball gag him <laughs> what are you going to do to defend him because you're not you don't know where he lives you won't hear his screams no one will because he'll, be, he'll be gagged <laughs> Well, you know, what you and Dom get up to in your private life is no concern of that. So, Team Simon. I'm just, I just, I, no, I'm just saying that he doesn't need to be mocked for it on a world-renowned <laughs> podcast. That's fair. That's fair. The People's Podcast. This is a One Tree Hill podcast. Is it? Some, 
debatable at this point. I mean, how long have you guys been on? About four hours at this point. <laughs> Luckily, about 45 minutes before you joined, we started. And we haven't actually hit on the fucking main topic. Okay. I've had my phone open with my episode notes for hours at this point. Then she kisses him. But it's not just a kiss, it's a slow kiss. So slow. They're like, faces are so close together before there's been any contact. I could have got a paper plane, folded it up, and threw it, and it, I would have had enough time, and it still would have gone through the gap in between their lips before they've touched. They're so breathy. They're hot breath. Because they've been in class, they probably don't brush their teeth in the morning because it's Lucas and Peyton, mayo and salad cream, and they've probably had lunch, there's hot breath there, and it takes so long, and then they do it, it's like, Lucas, get a haircut, and then they get put in detention. Future serial killer, Magda. Hello, how are, how are you guys? Very good, thank you, very good. Pleased to have you both on, and both with us. I'm a little bit nervous, I'm apprehensive, because on these episodes... With Magdalena in particular, I feel like there's a there's a beeline for Dom. No matter what it is, we need to just deal with him and sort him out. Even if I'm agreeing with you, fuck you, Dom, is kind of how it goes. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but also a bit nervous. Team Simon. And she goes, that's my baby, or whatever. whatever oh, she says. that's a, such a horrible <laughs> Horrible. Disgusting, disgusting line. I hated it. That's my baby. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up and get out of my house. I mean, but you're not even in my house. You're on my property. Get out. I'm hungry. Shut up. That girl has been through enough. But stop with this shit. That's my baby. <laughs> what? I don't care if, you know, no fluids were exchanged or whatever. Um, I want them sheets cleaned. I the... I've had ma- this mouse naked batty has been in them sheets then they need cleaning you know what I'm saying he is not a clean team <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while since I watched One Tree Hill you know we, we... I thought you were going to say it's been a little while <laughs> since I watched a sex tape <laughs> I haven't watched a sex tape for a while <laughs> <laughs> you filthy beast oh that's how we could interview him <laughs> Dom and I will go naked with a basketball at the front yeah I like your thinking <laughs> Dear Luke, I'm in LA. I don't need ass. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. I like it. I mean, it would be remiss of both, both of us not to say, Simon, that when anyone says Lucas's sister, we should add in cousin as well. Cousin. I, I, think I, we knew, to, I knew that's why you was laughing. Um, it needs to be thrown in, cousin. <laughs> it's quite soothing. It's sort of a bit of pressure on there that makes you feel like, you know what? It is okay. Uh, maybe... Was that a phone call, Tammy? It was, you not I'm put sorry. your phone on silent? <gasps> I'm not a fucking sorry. amateur. No. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, t- there it is. The time stamp. Time stamp. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 1, 4 years, 6 months, 2 days, Dom, we're here, we are not alone, but first, before I get to that, how are you my friend? I am very well, thank you, really good, how are you? I'm good, very good, we'll get into that, but my palms are sweaty, are yours? 
I'm, I've been nervous all day about this, particularly this episode, because of, well, who is already with us in the, in the Zoom. Well, imagine you're playing Russian roulette, right? And you've got, you know, one of them pistols where you can, like, spin the chamber? Yeah. It's called a pistol. Pistol? pistol yeah, revolver. Right. Now, the game there usually is you have one, there's one bullet in there, and there's six, you know, slots in that, in the chamber. Well, tonight, there's fucking two bullets in there because we're not just getting Magda just once. We're getting Magda twice. I'm talking first hour. I'm talking third hour. It's never been done. Magda, you scare us, but we love you. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Hello, guys. It's going well. Um, It's funny that you mentioned a revolver because I, I was trying to catch up on the last episode. I just got to Taylor's part. I haven't heard Marines yet in the ratings. But uh, Simon was talking about, yeah, I've seen the ratings on Patreon. (laughs) We won't get into this right now. But yeah, so, and um, Dom was talking about the uh, laptop bag he has from Paul. And I was asking what else you got in that package. And I was asking that if... uh, you possibly have the gun that uh, Dan killed Keith with because I'd love that product. So, so if that's in, in the parcel, I'd like to claim that. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it, Dom, that the prop that Magda would want would be a weapon? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. As well as having, you know, an item owned by Paul Johansson himself, she wants the only thing that has killed Keith, the only good character, <laughs> you know, the, the one that brings I mean, light I'm to our soul trying. and life. But also if the gun's not there, there's no, there's no um, evidence that he killed Keith and then he's not going to jail. So you've got more of, more of, more of Paul. So. Well, there you go. I mean, the only thing that is in the bag is dust and sand. So. <laughs> <laughs> You can, you're well, more than welcome to have it. There, there was a lot of dirt in that laptop bag, to be fair. <laughs> but to, to explain our Russian roulette situation, we have two shots of Magda tonight because she has an accomplice. She has a partner in crime. There, there's a Batman, there's a Robin. We can discuss later who's going to fit which which one of them bills. Dom and I consider ourselves Keenan and Kel, that he hates them. Or who do you like that's a pair that you like, Dom? Batman and Robin. (laughs) Okay, fine. Well, we can't. We'll work it out. I think. I think these two are the Joker and the Riddler. Surely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, Magda's ace in the hole, shall we say? Of course, Raven Legend Tahani. Tahani is here. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm excited for this evening. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm already having an existential crisis. So, you know, <laughs> it does look like you're sweating a bit more. It's hot in here today. <laughs> it's really hot, to be fair. <laughs> well, this is a this is an all UK based section of the podcast, or this hour and the next hour. I mean, we're all probably within like an hour's radius of each, or less, maybe. I'm Magda, you're probably the furthest away, I'd say. Dom and I are 10 minutes away from each other. And then Tahani, you're about like 20 minutes away from us. Yeah. And then, Ma- and then Magda, what are you? Maybe half an hour further? 
Yeah, she's about 40 minutes, I reckon. Nobody can know her true location. Let's <laughs> <laughs> always, move, always moving. Well, I was going to say, actually, um, I'm the only person in our group at the moment that has met everyone in real life. So oh, really, yeah. I'm the host. Oh, I'm taking over because I've met everyone. So she really welcome is. to the Ravens <laughs> One Trio podcast. Uh, special shout out, shout out to Ed. He knows why. <laughs> Can I just say Simon looked so missed when you introduced the podcast? He was like, hell no. <laughs> I can I see only, on his face. I don't have many jobs to do here. Like doing an intro and and the tra- and the transition of the segments that's pretty much all i do now i like remind people to go to patreon and, and get the judgment i mean you're doing a much better job at it i tried but you know you no, have no, all the admin i i do sod all <laughs> well let's let's talk about that actually because we need to put that forward so people are aware that um dom is dom is trying something new at the moment he's <laughs> um Involved. He's con- he's contributing. He's contributing to the podcast. It's <laughs> it's new for him, but he's doing a great job. He's made a spreadsheet that he's very proud of, which I he like should it. be. No, no, you've done good work on that spreadsheet. Thank you. He's center aligned things in the cell. Can I share like my his. screen? I could show everyone. Yeah, no, you should. <laughs> do you want to? Let me give you permission. Um, he's going to be Patreon only um, content. The spreadsheet and the <laughs> the, the Zoom the spreadsheet is for your eyes only, guys. This is it. Well, Are you ready? Well, if I, I'd explain, there it is while it There's comes the up. Beautiful. I've I've given over authority and responsibility to Dom to organise. Oh, he, he was shed it and got it down so quick. That's what you get. I don't want it. I don't want it tainted by these two. They'll they'll pick holes in it straight away. You know they will. Well, Dom now has sole responsibility for organising the Ravens coming on. So I've I've exported the list from Patreon. Dom has Dom has your email addresses. He's not going to sell your data, but he has access to your emails. Definitely am. And he's arranging stuff. And then beyond that, he tells me this morning he's been reaching out to cast members left, right, and centre. He's got something to prove. Hey, Brett Claywell, I have messaged Brett Claywell. I'm determined to get. Tim, I want to talk to Tim. I want to see where the bollocks he disappeared off to. He just vanished into thin air. He went to special school and never came back. Where you is want he? Some tin time. Tin time, <laughs> exactly. Was he thrown into the military? I need to know. Um, so far, he's ignored my message. I even sent him another one today because I forgot. So I, as part of my message, I mentioned that we've spoken to Paul. We've spoken to Barbara. We spoke to Kieran. We've spoken to... Uh, Colin, Colin and I forgot to to mention Craig so I sent another message today uh, and said <laughs> also also met and interviewed Craig Sheffer little smiley face so P.S. P.S. Craig yeah. Sheffer there you go read my fucking message Brett <laughs> I got an update from Kat about him specifically today because I think we we must have spoken about him in the last podcast it's hard to remember what we say on the podcast anymore because they're almost four hours long so <laughs> <laughs> um but Kat wrote a whole thing that I'm not sure if it's spoilerish. I don't really think it is but she gave an explanation to why to where Tim went or where Brett went and it basically was because of douchery from Mark Schwann being a prick. Apparently it was unveiled on Drama Queens. The, the, the faces of both 
Tahani and Magda tell me that they're not up to date on drama queens. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> the worst part is now Tahani's further along than me because even when we met up, we were talking yeah. about it. She was further along back then, and I haven't touched it in two months. So no, no. Here's the worst part. I've heard that episode and I don't remember that part. So clearly, I don't listen very intently. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I made, well, I made I it under top, Topsy Turby episode and I haven't yeah. moved since. There's a, there were a couple of really bad ones in the middle, that's all I have to say, where they just kind of complained the entire time. Yeah, I uh, think it was like just before the Topsy Turby because it took me, like I had to take breaks every like 15 minutes because I could not listen to it. So I think like the episodes like 17, 18, like around our season two, oh my God, it was the worst. Um, and I made it to Chopsy Terby and then I stopped. I need to catch up, but Raven right. Silver Queens, so. Well, I think I think I can tell you this part, Dom, that I don't it's not wouldn't spoil anything, but essentially uh Mark Schwann had said to Brett that he wasn't a good actor, uh, he wouldn't amount to anything, and this role as Tim as Tim would be the best that he would ever get. And then with that being said, Brett got offered a part on a soap opera and was actually one half of the first uh, on-screen homosexual couple in like a soap opera or something that was like a milestone and was Mm. like, you know, like a big deal. So that that sort of propelled him forward and also got involved in, I think he does like charity outlets and has sort of like a non-profit that he does stuff with and all this really cool stuff is basically a big good f you to uh mark schwam it looks like from so i only looked at the very top of his instagram page and not like just to avoid spoilers just in case um which i do with all of them and i tend not to follow them as well um when i message but he has this like what one of his projects is something about changing hollywood and changing you know how kind of like what is considered the status quo there so i think he's really involved in that which which is really good so it seems like he's doing some positive work there and hey let's get him on anyone out there who who has some kind of weird link to brett claywell get get wasn't he dating dating theresa when they were on one tree as in like in real life oh well i had i don't know but so Teresa's real name in real life is Sarah Edwards yeah. and I had her lined up for the podcast and then uh, she cancelled and then I think I had to cancel on the day because of a childcare issue or something. I can't remember. And I don't know. I think I might have messed that up, but it wasn't my fault. Come on, Sarah, <laughs> cut me a break. I've got a toddler. Yeah, what do you want me to do? She might, she might be, I don't know, like if they're still together, how long they were dating. I think they were dating for quite a while. There might be connection there. Well, we need to talk about you two because I know you're coming back on for the final hour. And obviously we know that that's, that gets jumbled with ratings and debates. But we need to talk about, we've got to talk about some admin here. We need to talk about your shows. But we also need to, we've got a couple of shout outs we need to do that I've been forgetting. Um, so who's going to start? Where are we going? Tahani, Magda, who wants it? are we doing shows i thought shows was being cut out Dominant did we say that we're cutting it out still there. all right I mean, just I'm tell us can you it. just can you just tell us tell us your show no wait we'll just make it snappy dom how many can you remember any of tahani's shows 
Uh, no. <laughs> Can I just say, me and Magda have been on really recently. Like, I was surprised at how soon I was on. It's like been a month. Unacceptable. That doesn't mean my memory's going to hold that in. <laughs> I was so impressed by your spreadsheet and your <laughs> reaching out and how you ruined it. <laughs> you should be keeping a spreadsheet of everyone's favourite shows and they Do should you know have what? to message you, even if they're not coming on, just if it changes, if they see something new. I've got to tell Dom. I've got an update. <laughs> Just tell me, tell me, let me know. I I can't really remember. Like Magdalena's just hates TV. She's I know like, Magdalena's. I know one of Magdalena's. Magdalena just wants to kill everyone. So it's like, it wasn't making a murderer, but there's all sorts like that, isn't there? I remember saying, to, I remember guessing crime. that to, all crime. Yeah. I remember guessing that Tahani's was um, uh, the British kid teenage one. And it wasn't, what was that one called again? <laughs> Um, skins skins yeah but it wasn't <laughs> you remember everything you got wrong yeah <laughs> the, the oc <laughs> friday no. night lights no That's i think Tammy. i think tahani's got normal shows that we might mm. actually enjoy one of them is <laughs> one that you said you'd pick dom so if you get that i'll give you the rest oh big bang theory flea bag that's tammy as well that's tammy as well <laughs> Get out of my head, Tammy. Tammy. (laughs) Big Bang Theory? Was that you? Oh, the one new girl. No. No, that's Marine. Modern Family. Yes. Oh, yes. Damn it. (laughs) Right, and wait, wait, Tahani, can you give give Magda's? What was the one of Magda's you know? People versus OJ. That's probably the only one I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha there. Wait, give us one. Give that us another one of yours. I'm bas- me and Tahani are basically now taking over because she remembers better than you, uh, Dom, and I've met all of you, so I'm taking over Simon. Basically, <laughs> is go. this what is this what's happening? What are mine, Magda? I'm sorry, <laughs> friends. <laughs> the Office. The the, the US version correct. of The Office, correct? Band of Brothers, correct. Star Trek. Which one? Next Generation. Correct. Don't know the difference. <laughs> See, maybe it should be the Tahani and Simon show instead. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> right, what else would you put on yours, Tom? One Tree Hill. Of course. But that's a given. That's just a given, right? I get oh. that anyway, so I don't need to worry. Stranger Things is is in there now, I think. Hell yeah. After the recent binge. <laughs> he's so he gets so happy with himself that he can watch so much TV. Like he brags <laughs> to me about it at football and things. It makes me seem so <laughs> shitty. Like it's a shit human being. But today I've worked, I've been out for a walk, I've done like loads of stuff. And managed to finish season three of Stranger Things. There you go. Simon's just sitting there drinking his beer. I've had a hell of a day. <laughs> I've had a hell of a day. You don't even know what's going on. I, I'm in the midst of, uh, long story short, people may not know this, but I actually sell franchises. Like, it's actually what my business is, is I've made a more business model and then I've sold franchises of it. And five years ago, tomorrow, 
I'd sold them franchises and they were a five-year agreement. So now I'm having to renew them with these different people. And it's very complicated. They're like 50 page documents and oh, it's a nightmare. And um, yeah, I've been dealing with that all day. <laughs> so I enjoy that beer. Anyway, TV shows. Oh my God, there's a hand at the window. <laughs> oh, hopefully it belongs to your wife. Is and it's attached to the rest of her, it's not just (laughs) severed. Wow, (laughs) Magda's like you've been talking for too long. (laughs) I've got my hands here, it's not me because I know you're gonna just (laughs) he's me next. Right, let's let's bring the focus back. I'm sorry, okay. Tahani, fire Mm. us off. What have we missed? Um, what have you missed? So, you got one family, right? So, Sopranos, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, because it's awful. Uh, broad a broad church yeah broad church which you you, i don't think you guys like that (laughs) based on last time what i always forget one um oh no because one of mine was one tree hill i never replaced that and honestly i don't have a replacement at the moment take your shot oh i don't know after it's careful over magnets Think about it while Magda's firing off hers, yeah. Magda, tell us about the horrible murdering documentaries that you love. Well, as Tahani said, OJ, People vs. OJ, uh, Criminal Minds, Prodigal Son, uh, Cold Case, and the one that replaced Wanter Hill was the FBI franchise. Mm. That's right. Nice. Okay. And Dom, fire us off of yours then. So you get six. So Band of Brothers, Star Trek Next Generation, Stranger Things, that's free. The Office. Oh, The Office. The Office. Four. Two more. I think oh, one, more, more pre- one more, sorry. A bit more prepared for this, wouldn't you? <laughs> one more slot. Um, Modern Family is great. I might steal that one. Modern Family is very good. I'll go with Modern Family for now. Good. Okay, good. Everyone's satisfied. Good. What about yours? No, wow, thanks. Lost. Jesus. Nobody no, right. <laughs> Get that. I'm just, I'm just here to ask the questions. Basically. Lost. lost we can do yours. Um, lost Stranger Things. I'm not friends. sure if Friends was in anymore. I think Friends oh, got pushed out. out. Yeah, so The Office is still in there. Um, prison break got knocked out technically, so that's gone, right? Yeah, unless there's space in there, I don't know. I would be, yeah, lost Cobra Kai, uh, Stranger Things. What'd you say? This, this is, is us. us. Yeah. Oh, shit, this is us. Yes, this is us has to be in there, yeah. And, and prison break, if it can fit all of them, they're all so good, but definitely Stranger Things is in there. Um, Good. So what, what was the crossover? There wasn't a single show that went through, apart from One Tree Hill, that, that went through everyone's. Oh, well, Dom took one family. Oh, yeah, I stole one of Tani's because it's a but good I think one. that was like a panic move. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, yeah, he was panicking. Okay. I think I've mentioned it before. It's, it's yeah. good. It's a really good show. Really good show. You did say you would choose it, which I, it was a real honour. And then you shat on the rest of my shows. <laughs> the broad church is, is like apparently really good. I wouldn't shit on that. It's really good. Like that so that's good. Very, very good. How I Met Your Mother, however, is I think it's really bad. 
So have you watched the, have you watched the new one yet? How I met your no. father. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. No, I refuse to watch it at the moment. I've heard it's really bad. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll end up we, watching that, I'm sure. But Should we name a, a, an awful film then? Let's see if we're going to stick with this again for another season. Uh, a terrible film that, that you love will go with you to Honey first. I think The Twitches. Oh, is it The tw- What is it called? It's the one with Tia and Tamara Maori. And it's I don't just, know what it's yeah, called. The, yeah, the Twitches. It is the Twitches. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those Disney Channel movies from back in the day. DCOM. Were they, were they sister sister? They were sister yeah. sister. Were they Nickelodeon classic? Yeah. Excellent. Got it's on that. Netflix currently. We watched a couple the other day. We're yeah, we're we're currently in a uh, Moesha we uh, rewatch. <laughs> I never watched it. As wow. uh, I like missed it for somehow, um, so F's catching me up on it. It's good. Nice. I've never seen Sister Sister, but I feel like it's uh, everyone just knows it. Yeah, you should. Have you seen Moesha as well? No. no. Well, you've Tahani. You got a lot of catching up to do. Can I say I've, I've actually never seen Lost. I've never seen Prison Break. I've never seen the U.S. Office. <laughs> I've never seen this. Oh as my us. god. I haven't seen any of these shows. What a dream. What a dream. Like to be able to watch them shows for the first time. Oh my gosh. How do you get anything done? (laughs) What do you even start with? Don't do lost because I'm fairly certain we're going to do it on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Dom's got no choice. The US office, start with that. It's classic. Yeah, I think I need to watch that. It's good. It is good. Just bear with season one. It's really quick season. It's only six episodes, yeah. but just just bear with it. And then season two is just it's just. Perfect. I think I tried season one once, and yeah, it was terrible. It was yeah, terrible. Uh, they, they tried. They tried to. So the first episode, they tried to replicate the the office, the UK office. So it's like almost word for word, and it just doesn't work. And the characters aren't quite right. But in season two. They fix it. They fix all the problems and it's just funnier and funnier and funnier. And, you, you know, it's so good. So it's definitely worth it. Even if you start from season two, I don't think you'd really miss out on anything. But yeah, give and that then, a go. And then even if you, once you love the show, when you watch season one after you love the show, you then love season one as well because it, mm. you just love the characters. But he is right. You just got to get past them first six. <laughs> and then uh, Magdalena, your awful film that you actually love. Have you got one? So I don't think it's that bad. Like even the ratings aren't too bad. But I will, uh, I was gonna say um, John Tucker Must Die that actually has oh. Sophia Bush in it, and it's very very loosely based on Shakespeare, The Merry Wives of Windsor. So I don't know if you guys like remember that kind of era of like teenage movies that were kind of based on Shakespeare's plays. Um, but modernized. It, it was the only way they could educate uh, students at the time, wasn't it? Let's put Heath Ledger and a few other people in uh, adaptations of Shakespeare, and and it will help people. Julia, learn it. <laughs> uh, what was it? Still Styles. Julia Styles was in three movies based on Shakespeare. She loved them apparently. That's not a surprise. Was it, was it ten, 10 Things I Hate About You? Hamlet. And O, which is based on Othello. So she mm. was in all three of them. So, but yeah. I, 
And I just watched <laughs> Save the Last Dance for the first time about two oh months ago. I rewatched it recently. <sighs> Have you I ever watched that. there's there's actually Save the Last Dance 2 with like so their character played by Julia is played by actually a Polish actress. So obviously they change, there's some some so I think she's the only character left actually that's the same and now this uh, second movie is when she is at Juilliard. Which I All actually right. kind of like better than the first ones, even though it's not I don't know why. <laughs> like it's not that great, but um but if you just recently watched the first one, give the second one a go. You haven't really sold me on it, but thank you. <laughs> I, I just in my I just confused Juilliard with uh, Joliet. Joliet is a prison. <laughs> not not a dance school. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that the prison that we were saying was based uh, prison break was based on? Am I making that up? Oh, where? yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's in Chicago, yeah. We're gonna do prison break as well. We're, we're, and we're just gonna go back and continue. Dominic. Okay. No, it's what fine. Was that face? Well, I didn't do a face. Tahani, did you see him do a face? I missed it. I've got the Zoom on record. I oh, will okay. find his face. <laughs> it's, it, it, we've got a lot of work coming our way, and we've still got 100 episodes of this to go. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you're 110 right. yeah, or something. You will be staying up until 2 a.m. for the rest of your life on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> I can't. He loves can't do it. it. He loves it. Thursday is so painful sometimes. <laughs> so hard. I forgot to give my disclaimer that I had three hours of sleep tonight. So I, ha- I take no responsibility for what I say tonight on this podcast. In the hour gap before you come back on, have a nap. Do I need to eat? I haven't eaten. <laughs> eat a nap. Eat, eat, nap, calm down and come I'm back. I'm not... I envy people that can do the power naps. If I'm taking a nap, the nap is like an hour and a half, two hours long. It's not good. Full disclaimer, in that hour, I intend to watch the episode because oh. I didn't rewatch really it because I knew we wouldn't talk about it. That's good. No, that's commitment. I like that. Oh, I like dear. that. Back in the day, when we were doing season one, I would like listen to it like three times, like just listening to it because I was so I thought it was so important I needed to know what I was talking about now we just don't we just fly to the wind Uh, we have some we have some stuff to do here we got a couple new additions to the Raven team some of these have been waiting a minute because I keep forgetting we keep having free Ravens on so it's uh we don't get the chance to do this so coming in at varsity is MJ but her name is Misty. So Misty, MJ, I'm not sure what she'd rather go by. Let's go with MJ, who was on the podcast recently, who does the has a, a presentation, the map and everything for us for all the filming locations in Wilmington. She's really nice. So Varsity Dom, MJ. MJ! MJ! Misty, it's Misty out there. It's not a fog. It's a mist because it's misty because you're MJ. You've just joined Varsity and you've just become a Raven. Uh, yes, love that. But as if that wasn't enough, as if it wasn't enough, we've got someone else coming into Varsity. Crazy. They've been listening for about a year. They came in on the back hills of Drama Queens. But guess what? They've turned around and they actually said that 
our podcast is like the main event and drama queens is like an insignificant midnight snack her words not mine good words i'm talking about shahar shahar You know what, Shahar? You're going straight in. You're straight in the team. Varsity needs you. We need you to get your jersey on. You know why? Because you just became a Raven. And then, Dom, you know we like to reward this. If you are what we'd like to refer to as a lesser Raven, but you've improved your status mm-hmm. with money and, if, <laughs> then, and upgraded, You've bought your way to the top. I'm talking that you've gone from junior varsity to varsity. I'm talking about Aaliyah. Aaliyah, you've gone from being Tim to being Lucas. Aaliyah, you've just become a better Raven. <laughs> They're my favorite ones. <laughs> I want to start doing them from when you become a worse Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that downgrades or leaves. <laughs> Welcome back to being a pigeon. <laughs> Soon to be a rat. If you <laughs> if you're a raven, you go down to being a pigeon, you literally have a 30 day window before you de-evolve again into being a rat. It's like it's not, it's not, we don't make the rules. Just happens. It's serendipitous, Magda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not pull, pull a Hillary Joy lens, but I'm eating, but I've muted myself because I'm professional, unlike her. <laughs> Shots <laughs> fired. Well, last bit of, of, of any admin we have to say is that excitingly, Dom and I did a surprise today and released a Stranger Things episode, podcast episode, which is available. It's covering the first episode of Stranger Things. And we are going to continue doing that weekly. It is different to our One Tree Hill podcast in that we're referring to it as a focused podcast. There are no tangents. We have it done with under an hour. It's focused on the topic at hand. And it was a lot of fun. And they, the whole first season is going to be exclusive to ravenshoops.net Patreon. It's Ravens only. Eventually, we will release them generally, but for now, we're just we're just rewarding our lovely, loyal ravens. Am I right, Dom? Absolutely. You know, if you haven't got those black feathers, you're not you're not getting the content. Simple. So, don't be a pigeon. Definitely, don't be a rat. Be a raven. Rewarding or punishing? Because I've watched first two seasons, so now I'm going to have to catch up with you. And I... You'll never catch up with me, Magda. <laughs> that is well, well, good. Well, um, fi- final thing. I just want to give a particular shout out to our good friend, Sarah Tanner. Sarah has been incredibly kind to me the last few days. It's just between me and Sarah. But I just wanted to put a particular, put some love out to Sarah and let her know that I appreciate her. She's been very kind to me and ungrateful so it's another wonderful thing of our community which is i was explaining it on our stranger things podcast of how our ravens one tree hill episodes is more like a community chat 
it's like a weekly catch up in the community rather than really a podcast, which is wonderful. Um, but yeah, I love it and I'm very grateful for it. But with that being said, we've got 22 minutes to talk One Tree Hill. But then when you come back, we have a full hour to do nothing but talk about One Tree Hill. So how who do you want to talk about? Well, I just wanted to first ask general overview from from uh, Dom because she looked very unimpressed and very confused uh, on the watch along, and we were very confused in the group chat as to why why his reactions are like that. And also, I've got a little rant, quick one, uh, about how the cast changed in their looks especially hair I have to talk about hair so Lucas the best hair he's had so far possibly the best hair throughout the whole of the show my opinion purely of course I think you said that though Simon on on the watch along and can I just add to that is that I was waiting for this moment to tell this when I was I think 24 so it's probably on my second no it's maybe still on my first watch second watch this might be no 23 i was 23 this is on my first watch when i got to season five i took a picture of season five lucas chad michael murray and i took it to my hairdressers to get that exact haircut and i did that probably for about six months so yeah i agree best hair going (laughs) which funny enough you said that well i didn't exactly bring sophia's or brooke's photo from season five but i love her hair in season five and i wanted to get shorter hair after seeing her and then it took me a couple years to work up to it though when i did finally go to the hairdresser to do alipa's photo because her cut was a bit more something that i felt like it would suit me but it started with sophia the inspiration for the length what came from brooke season five so the best hair and she looks so good in this episode and in this season in general um kind of spoiler but dom doesn't care about that spoiler uh first half of season five the fact like her outfits are also on point and then it kind of goes downhill but that's a different topic um hayley i really like her shorter hair when we see her in the classroom with lucas and jamie when it's like a bit fairly Later on, when it's like more straight, not the biggest fan. So the length I like, but then depends how they style it. Peyton, we we talked about it with Tahani. She thinks she re. I think you said they really liked her hair in this one. I'm not a big fan. I prefer her like season one and two curly hair. Who else? Oh, Nathan. Nathan weirdly, really, in my opinion, pulls off the very like scrappy look. So that's it. That's the core five. Thank you. Sorry, I just had to. <laughs> I feel like it's so cool that they've changed so much obviously with the time jump that allowed them to do it but yeah just needed to put it out there good no that's a good rant we like it we love a hair rant that's I think you you asked a poignant question to Dom Dom what was your initial reaction and thoughts with this time jump and I know that to your credit, that there was a delay happening on the Zoom that might have messed up some of the uh, potency of that moment. Yeah, I, I mean, at the time, I, some of the audio was uh, a bit out of line with with the video, but then it it was fine, sort of towards the middle and end of the episode. But um, 
it was more the fact that the end of season four was in four years, let's all meet up again and blah, 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 blah. And I hadn't really caught on to the fact that we were going to miss the college years. Um, uh, and I, I was, I guess I was kind of a little bit disappointed that seeing YT in the coaching position, coaching Nathan again, seeing how uh, Lucas takes to being an assistant coach um, or assistant head coach or whatever uh, for YT, how, how that unfolds, the Dan story progressing uh, and just, just everyone's sort of like coming back from the summer uh, or coming back at some point to kind of talk about their experiences at, at college. And I, I get that we're probably going to get flashes of that, but we got sort of flashes of back and forth uh, in this episode. But I guess it was mostly just disappointment that I hadn't quite caught on to the fact that that was exactly what was going to happen. And season what uh, season one, I always do that season five, episode one, four years later. And I, I, I sort of wish I'd seen it because uh, it was just so obvious and so in your face. Um, but I guess I was just blown away by what everything else that was going on. Um, but yes, uh, uh, the episode in general, not a bad episode. I mean, we'll get to judgments later with you guys. So you can shout at me and hashtag make them wait, uh, as we, as we discuss the rating. So I guess the group chat was right that basically your confusion and annoyance with the episode wasn't like the episode itself. It was the fact that you didn't predict that it was going to be a time jump because you yeah. love right. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to be right. I like to get things right. I, I know that I get a lot wrong. So that's that's not an issue for me. It's just I was a bit confused why the jump. And we, it felt like uh, a, yeah. a, it felt like robbery, to be honest. It felt like we we were we were being robbed of kind of those years and that experience but it, uh, on the other hand I was thinking about this earlier today we actually now um we've now accelerated the ages of the the actors into the the, of the characters into the same age of the actors so it's mm. more comfortable viewing um yeah. we're, we're not watching these 20 year olds be 18 17 18 year olds doing things you wouldn't expect to see 17 18 year olds do so uh, I think that puts it in a slightly better light and makes it slightly better viewing. Um, but only time will tell. I've got 17 more episodes to watch. So they're still slightly older, the actors, except for James. James is again like the same, like he was at the beginning of, in pilot episode. He's, he's the same age as his character and now kind of the same. Um, but yeah, they're still slightly, but it, it's it's they're still in their twenties, so it, it makes more sense. And um mm. I think he who we shall not name his reasoning for doing the time jump was uh one of the reasons at least was that basically what they would be doing in college is kind of what they were doing in high school in the in the sense because they were already like partying and doing stuff that most actual high school students don't actually do. They, their life was quite accelerated already like as on that level if that makes sense so uh, it would it would have been a bit of a repeat of what they a lot of the stuff that they've done and then yeah obviously I allowed the actors to just play more closer to their age but yeah I think I, I can see the point of like a lot of shows that go from high school to college and up the colleges end up being a bit black because it is a bit a bit of a repeat of what they do in high school for sure. And, and Tahani, this episode is like, 
like how the pilot is you is though we're we know the characters you're like being reintroduced to them all at once and it is actually quite a lot to take in on a first viewing as a repeat viewer do you find it uh do you enjoy the time jump do you find it stressful like how do you feel about it i've always enjoyed the time jump so i kind of seesaw between season three and five is my favorite and i think now the high school years, although they're nostalgic and I do see why people still see them as some of the best seasons and like generally speaking, for me, I genuinely think I prefer season five over seasons one to four now because the high school stuff can get a little silly after a while and a little bit, especially when it loses its grounding so I, I really enjoy the time that I think it's what kind of sets it apart from other teen dramas. And I just think it works well because when you have a teen drama that goes into the college years and then they could they decide to continue it forward and then they just happen to be in the same town or they just happen to go to the same co- it's just so unrealistic. Whereas this is actually really interesting. They all go away and they all really change. They really evolve in very sort of separate directions as well sort of we've started to find out or come to know more and then it's kind of like oh how are they going to come back together and I don't think it's done in an unrealistic way I think it's actually quite like it makes sense to me that you would go away and 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 sort of explore who you are and then you would kind of realize oh wait maybe maybe what I had back home was possibly what I was looking for the whole time or whatever you know so I, I really enjoy it time jump and and Dom, I said to you off microphone, I think earlier today, that the the show is like two different shows now. Like you've got this the first four seasons, high school, and then you've got this this second five seasons, four and a half really, as the this sort of mid twenties, you know, young adult kind kind of show. But I feel that the the theme is still the same. And as Tahani uh, just very elegantly put, they're still trying to characters that are trying to find themselves. And that continues into their 20s. They're now trying to find themselves as adults and what careers they're going to going to get into, you know, relationships and, you know, living situations and and all of the, the complicated things of life that the adults get into. Are you looking forward to? to that i mean it's more fodder for us to be able to talk about there's more sort of anecdotal situations that that you and i and the ravens can bring into it because we can be talking about our lives now or our careers when we are in our 20s finding ourselves yeah definitely i i think there's a lot more uh relatable aspects because we're of a certain age you know so we're watching this from an adult perspective we're not watching this from a teenage or early 20s kind of perspective thinking oh yeah you know that's you know what I used to do like a year ago this this is you know we're watching it thinking god that was you know when I was a teenager I never did any of that this is all nonsense but um now I think my part I did all of that and much worse and worse (laughs) yeah um but I think it's getting to a point now where we can kind of appreciate a little bit more understand it maybe a little bit more and and relate to these characters I think so many themes already came up in in just the the first episode already you know the um the um, the, the kind of loneliness of each character because they, they've kind of lost that connection from, from each other it is, is really prevalent just from this first episode. 
the fact that success doesn't always bring you happiness. So success and money in particular doesn't bring you happiness. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, someone, um, Peyton in particular has, um, kind of quashed her morals slightly to, to, to maybe try and be successful and it didn't work and it's massively impacted her and she's not been as successful, I guess, as she was expecting to be. Um, and, and kind of how she feels about that. Um, th- there's just so much of it. Nathan as well as a, as a classic example, of how he's dealing with, you know, his disability or potential disability. Um, and just all of that, just there's so many aspects in, in one episode already that is, um, like talkable and that that we can sort of sink our teeth into and magda we come back in season five there's so many exciting avenues you know of uh i mean for people in their early 20s they <laughs> they've got some they've got some uh opportunities on the table you know some have gone off the table but my gosh um which one was the most exciting for you? We know you're a big Brooke fan. Was that the one you were most excited for when you were first watching it to see how Close Over Bros have developed and what's going to happen moving forward? Um, yeah, for sure. On top of like liking Brooke, obviously she's not, with Close Over Bros, it's fashion and that's something that I've, I've always been interested in. So definitely her trajectory. Although I wanted to say that like the way you guys were kind of look, when we were watching the high school seasons, you kind of guys were saying that you're looking at these guys as young adolescents rather than the, the way I'm watching the adult seasons. To me, they're more in like their late 20s to early 30s and not like, like it makes more sense because as you were saying, in their early 20s, they get a lot of opportunities. Um, obviously, not everyone, but like so far we've seen. Um, yeah, so to me, like I, I still look at them as being older than they're supposed to be. Because like, I feel like the trajectory of their characters makes more sense. Um, but definitely Brooke um with her fashion line i never wanted to be a designer but i've done styling and so i've always wanted although i did like think when i was younger maybe i would like to have like my own line or something um so yeah and i remember like so obviously she has her own magazine now we find out uh and when i was rewatching the episode last night um I was actually thinking, I remember like at one point I was joking, like I didn't think that would ever happen, but I was always joking that, oh, if it would happen, that I could have my own magazine. I already have a name for it because um, my, like, for my blog and my social media, I've had this handle, MagDarling, which is obviously like a mixture of Magda and Darling together, but also Mag could stand for sort for magazine so i was gonna say that's magazine darling so mag darling um but yeah so definitely was the most exciting to see brooke uh i was quite like obviously i don't know if excited is the right word because the way we see nathan starting off is in the most positive way in this season but i was definitely excited to see his journey i guess Brooke is my favorite female character and Nathan is my favorite male character. So I was most excited to see where they, uh, where their characters are and how they progress. 
Yeah. Nice. Just to add to Max's point as well there with um, antidoms, actually, where they appear like they're in their late 20s, early 30s. They even age them down. And I think you're the one who mentioned this on, on the podcast, Magdalena, I mean, on the watch along, um, where they it's meant to be, what, four years, six months and however many days later. So realistically, Brooke, who turned 18 in season four, is 22, maybe even 23. And yet they refer to her as a 21-year-old. Can her days in March. Do this. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I was checking today because I wanted to see if she would have been. She would have been twenty-two because her birthday is supposed to be the fourth of March, as in Brooke's birthday, right? Wow. And obviously, they grab summertime. So then, four and a half years after that, she's she should be turning twenty-three in a few months from now right. when they call her a twenty-one. So right. she's at but least twenty two and a half. Age them down, and I think they continue to do that. I don't think that's a spoiler. And it's I feel like it's to set these unrealistic expectations because what Lucas is like a published author, Brooke has this like global or at least national fashion line, her own magazine. Um, Nathan almost made it to the NBA. I mean, like of course he doesn't, but it's just kind of absurd. It's great. I mean, it's like aspirational watching or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like it's a little bit toxic, that part of it. And I really think that's a schwannism, personally, um, to make it seem like, oh, you have to be young to be successful kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, especially as like a woman, not to get too political about it. But um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and they're just like insanely, insanely successful. They set unrealistic expectations for my life. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I feel like doesn't work for me with the time jump. I, I've i never thought of it that way. And that's so true. Like it is, it really sets people up to think that, you know, that, that you're not enough if you haven't got a fashion line at 21, not even at the actual age of 22 or whatever. That is crazy. Um, yeah. Can we just have someone that just works admin in an, in an office, please? Or, you know, or, or does something realistic, you know? I work in a fucking supermarket for 17 years. <laughs> right. Or, or, and have some struggle. Like, I know that they are struggling. And I know that obviously Nathan is in depression and, and things that we can talk about. But like how i'm sure we can all i'm sure we all have done it you all have to work some garbage jobs that you don't enjoy and you have to learn and you know you have some humbling experiences and you work with some douchebags and you know it's hard to avoid and then hopefully you eventually get you know you you learn more about yourself and you get to where you want to be hopefully and we all continue on that journey um but i would just like to add on to what you were both saying Magda and Tahani is I completely agree that and it makes sense what you were saying there Magda that if we think of their high school years as like their college years that makes a lot more sense and then these years as they're like mid-20s to late 20s makes much more sense Dom sorry I know you wanted to say something a little while ago uh, there was a, f- a few points that I had. Firstly, it was me that uh, noted the age of Brooke and I was confused. <laughs> um, and then Magda confirmed. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> no, How silly. dare you? Uh, just don't Come ever get it wrong again. <laughs> on this platform. The, the People's, people's podcast. Platform. Yeah. The yeah. Triple P, Thank the People's over. Platform podcast. <laughs> 
Um, the other thing I want to say is both very good points. Yeah. About, about the ages and, and the realism and, and the, the kind of Schwannisms and, and how that felt like Peyton story is just pure Schwannism, isn't it? Um, and exactly that kind of Hollywood feel and just that environment. I do have a few predictions already about their storylines and where they're going to go and, and how that's, how that, how things are going to work out for them in terms of their kind of, current trajectory and, and, and what's expected uh, of each person like lucas has written a book at fucking 18 which is just you know people do it but to be published and have people buying it and be a fairly successful author is just crazy and and what you're saying about expectations and, and their storylines i think nathan's is probably quite believable because that's how college basketball works into the nba it's it's how it's how those things work out you enter into the draft it's not as if he was going I'm the first draft pick. He was the 10th draft pick. So it's believable. I, I get it. It's understandable. Payne's is also very believable. I, I kind of, you know, get that as well. Just the basic, just pure sexual harassment and just the, the horrendous circumstances that she has to almost, um, she has to give something up to get something. And that's just horrible and a horrible experience. So good for her to get away. The other side of it, the successful author part and the like national slash possibly international fashion brand is just terrifying. Um, and the fact that her age is completely wrong is also incredibly terrifying. But in terms of trajectories, I've got, you know, I, I kind of think that they're, they're all separate. They've had four years apart and they all need to come together for them to feel kind of that kind of energy and that success to start happening for them. So for Peyton, it didn't work out working for a big record label. So she's got to come home it will be something to do with Trick. I mentioned this before. Let's build Trick back up uh, or make it a successful kind of club slash maybe its own record label. She'll sign people or at least start to sign people and try and make some success there. Lucas will need those other people to come back. He'll need Peyton and Brooke to return to be able to write a good book. Again, um, we haven't seen, um, is it Lindsay? Lindsay yeah. is putting, putting pressure on him going, I read this book and it was amazing. And I like, you know, I, I, I could see everything that's happening, this, that, and the other. And as soon as those people disappear, he's lost his inspiration because it wasn't really a novel. He was writing a memoir, essentially. He's writing about them and their life, wasn't he? So it was ridiculous. But now, <laughs> they're insp- now their inspiration's back. I, I can almost feel that he's just going to be like, oh, I've got ideas. And he's just going to start putting pen to paper or like fingers to keypad. You're on such a brilliant role and we we have we have to pause there because Magda Tahani, we love you, but we must now roll the barrel of the revolver for our one hour intermission while we will continue with our next Raven and we will enjoy having you both back one hour from now. I'll, I'll carry on my predictions about Brooke and uh, and, and Nayli when you return. How about that? So, Magda, and I you, we'll carry on in an hour. Magda, you eat and sleep and calm down. And Tahani, you watch the episode, <laughs> and then we look forward to reconvening. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> See you when you come back. See you in an hour. Appreciate you guys. Get out of here, Magda. Go, Magda. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and just like that, we are joined by Tevin. 
Tevin, hey. how's it how's it going? Oh, good. How you guys doing? Very well, good. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Well, um, obviously, well, I'm Simon. This is Dom. I know that you probably are familiar with our voices, but our first time meeting you. How uh, how you doing? I'm good. Is that Seattle, Jersey? Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. I live in Seattle, old well, Tacoma, Washington, near Seattle. So, no way. Well, I I used to work in um in the San Juan Islands, uh, on Orcas Island. So I spent I spent quite a lot of time in Seattle. It's a beautiful place. Oh, that's cool. Great. So, would you consider the Seahawks your team from from America? All yeah, all Seattle teams. I like the Mariners, oh. the Seahawks. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> that's it did if you, are you uh like born and raised there you've, you've grown up there in seattle yeah born and raised and well 30 miles south of seattle but i've visited seattle like a lot so it's pretty much like my second home pretty much so awesome very cool very cool well we're i mean are we good to just to just get into this we need to find out about you we need to find out about your favorite shows all of that stuff yeah so you want me to start with my favorite shows we well, yeah. I would normally make Dom guess them, but <laughs> this would be difficult. But I'd like to see if he can do it, Dom. I'm going to start off with The Office. Oh, I've, I've seen one episode. <laughs> That's Good it. enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have we got? Friday Night Lights. If you said you like football, okay, yeah, you got. That's one of on on the top five. That's one. Well done, Simon. Good shout. The OC. I actually like the OC a lot, but I won't put it in my top five. <sighs> Hit and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, help help us out with some. What we what we got? Okay, so one there's one show from the UK on there. Ooh. Uh, is it Doctor is it like Who. a Reese? <laughs> Doctor Who. My brother liked Doctor Who, not me. <laughs> it, is it more is it like a recent show or an old show um it came on in like 2009 or 10 i think something like that oh dom come on you're good with this stuff no i'm not <laughs> i don't know you have to help us out i'm not sure okay so um somebody from there's a character that's that was on game of thrones on there yeah one of them was on Thrones. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, Dom. I'm relying on you heavy right now. I'm trying to think. Is it uh what was what was that one? Merlin? I've seen Merlin, but nah, I mean haven't seen a lot of Merlin. I haven't seen enough of it to say that, nah. Robin Hood? Robin Hood, nah, I haven't seen that, nah. Okay, help us out. What we got? Okay, so um, community service. I have it, Dom. Nope. Okay, so it. it's a show called Misfits. It's with these superheroes. Ah, it's it's an it's it's on E four over here, like Channel Four. Okay, uh, yeah. It's like orange jumpsuit, sort of heavy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one. I've never watched it, unfortunately, but I know, okay. I know exactly the one you mean. Yeah, it, it was never aired on TV over here, but it was on Hulu. So yeah, oh, awesome. And then so that so yeah, Finite Lights, Misfits, and now what? What's your other guesses? 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, man, Prison Break. Nah, not my top five. Lost. Nah, Cobra Kai. I'm just I'm just listing my top five. Your favorites. I'll give I'll give a hint. The, the rest of them are all sitcoms. Friends. Seinfeld. No to either of those. <laughs> are they like are they like nineties sitcoms or like recent sitcoms? Two of them were from the nineties. Okay. Uh my favorite ones tonight is like Boy Meets World, Smart Guy, uh what else? Frasier. I mean, I actually almost put Moments Word on there almost. It almost made my top five almost. So many just almost made it. D- Dom, come on. You're, you're, you're not pulling. You're good with show. You've seen everything. No, I can't think of anything. Literally, right, I'm drawing not, blanks. I'm just going to give them away. Okay, so the next three, one of them is Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ah, uh, of course. Have you seen the new yeah, one? I see. I've seen it. I like it. Yeah, I thought it was good. And then the other one from the 90s is um, that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good Aren't they choice. bringing that back? I think, can't they? They're bringing back that, that 90s show. That's it. With the um, the grandparents, or pe- Eric's parents, their grandparents now. Nice. Oh, cool. cool. And the last one, uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yeah. Ah. Uh, right, that, that's, I haven't seen it, but that's about Chris Rock, right? Yeah, it's basically him as a kid. How did you feel about the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith situation? If you're like a Chris Rock fan. And the Will Smith. And Will Smith. Man, Smith. Cause, cause the <laughs> Fresh Prince, yeah. I, that, that ruined me. That ruined my childhood. Man. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you side with? I don't... I feel like they both... Well, Chris Rock, he was up there trying to make people laugh at the end of the day. He was just trying to make people laugh. And then Will Smith, he had every reason to feel that way. But... I feel like they could have handled it better than that. Just you're too many in your fifties. You got to handle it better than that. Like it's just yeah, it didn't need to be physical. Could have just been a conversation afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us about your history of One Tree Hill. Like, when did you first get into it? First watch it. You know, why is it special to you? Okay, so I first started watching right after season four had finished airing on TV, and that was in 2007. I was 13. I'm 28 now, and um. I was watching this one channel. It had like reruns of these old just soap shows that are in like syndication. So there was like episodes of the OC on there and I was watching the OC and then there was an ad for one tree hill on there. And I just, I was just drawn to the ad. And so I just, so I just waited until an episode of airing on TV. And so I just watched the episode. Which episode was it? It was um, when Whitey kicked Nathan and Lucas off the, off the bus. That was the episode that I first saw for the first time. And I just watched a few more episodes. And then after that, I was like, let me just start watching from the beginning. And so I I don't remember what money I had to do this because I was 13. But I just ended up buying all four seasons that aired already on DVD. That was probably all of my birthday money. And so I ended up just watching the first four seasons. And then by the time season five started, I was, I was all in. And I was just ready for season five to start. And then I've been watching all the way through since then. Well, that's dope. So, well, like, as in for you to be on this episode as well, the, like the beginning of season five, because that's ironic, right? Yeah, the first episode I ever watched live. 
Awesome. Okay. And and uh, how many times would you say you've watched the show in its entirety? I would say because I only have the first four on DVD, I've probably watched the first four the most times. But ever since they put it on Netflix and then Hulu, and now it's on HBO Max. So I've watched it on three different streaming services. So I can't tell you how many times I've watched, but it used to be like a ritual. Like at least once a year, I would watch all the way through so and since i've been watching since 2007 then it has to be at least close to 15 if not 15 wow awesome okay and what um which character do you like is your favorite you're most drawn to which season is your favorite i'll start with i'll leave it with them two for now (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'll say nathan's my favorite because i feel like his journey was just you just watch his character development from his relationship with Dan and his relationship with Lucas and just watching him grow from this arrogant kid that didn't care about anything into just this man. And even though this episode that we're talking about now, he kind of fell off back to where back to square one pretty much. So, but other than that, I just enjoy his journey the most, I think. And then my favorite season I would say season three, but I also, I feel like recently I like season five a lot too. I think because I can, as I've gotten older, I, I, I can say I've lived that early 20s experience and it's just, I can relate to it a lot. Yeah, dope. Do, do you, as sort of time goes on for yourself and you get a little bit older, do you relate to different characters differently? So from when you first watched it to when you watch it now, or do you kind of watch it with the same kind of view and like, okay, yeah, I've always associated or or I've always liked Nathan's path and journey. So I still like it. Or do you kind of look at it like, cause we, when we first started watching, we kind of lean more towards like the Keiths, the Dans and the Karens. Um, Has your viewing experience changed as you've got older with the show? I actually do like Keith a lot more now that I'm older. Like at first I kind of thought he was a little boring. I didn't like as a kid watching, I started watching when I was 13 years old and I was just like, this boring mechanic guy. <laughs> just in love with the same woman. I didn't like him back for all these years. I just didn't like him. And then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then as I get older, I'm like, wow, this, this is just a guy that you can relate to. He's just the bachelor that probably didn't, didn't get to live his dreams out the way he thought he would, but he just trying to get through life. So there you go. Yeah, like you gotta love Keith. You gotta love him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what? When did you just? Discover- like what? Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, but you get you learn you learn to love him. It's like I get yeah. that. <laughs> but, um, um, when when did you do? Like, how long have you been listening to the podcast? Like, when did you when did you discover it or get into it? I think you guys were either at the end of season one or beginning season two. So pretty much since the same year you guys started 20, was it 2020 or 20? 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2020. So yeah, basically just shortly after you guys started, because I had listened to, I listened to trio talk at first and I was kind of, I just wanted to hear another point of view. So I, I just started looking for another one trio podcast and and you landed you and landed in a you landed in a slightly better situation it worked out <laughs> for you and for everyone 
we <laughs> I'm joking. We love Tree Hill Talk. We love it. But we we are what Dom? Uh the motherfucking gangsters of right now. So you know. <laughs> We're like the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. You've you um, discovered gold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Well, Tevin, let's talk about. Oh, wait one up. One last question. We need to know what's a trash movie that you love. See, I've been waiting for this one. I, like, I was waiting for this question. The new. Have you guys seen the movie called The New Guy? Mm, I it don't think so. Out, it came out in two thousand two, and it's about basically this guy who he's in high school and he's he's about to graduate, and he he's just been getting bullied his whole life and. He finally gets himself kicked out of school on purpose just to get out of there. And then I don't remember how he went to jail, but he ends up in jail. I forget why, but <laughs> after he gets out of jail, um, he just, he, it will end jail. He, he helped, you know, Eddie Griffin, the comedian. Mm-hmm. Eddie Griffin helps him become cool while he's in jail. <laughs> and, then he, and then he gets out and then he just reinvents himself at this new school. And he's, it's pretty much him just trying to balance his old life with his new life and his old friends feeling left out because he's at this new school with all these cool friends. It's, it's, it's a stupid movie, but every time I watch, it's just hilarious. <laughs> that sounds great. I love, I love Eddie Griffin. Uh, my wife and I watched him do stand-up in Vegas. It was in like a really small room. Uh, it was like the best stand-up experience we've ever had. He was so funny, man. So funny. So yeah, I'm, I'll check that out. Sounds good. Well, let, let's talk about this episode. So this is monumental in terms of, you know, change of the guard, so to speak, in terms of we're going from uh, high school kids to, you know, people in their, in their sort of mid, late, early to mid twenties. Um, who do you want to talk about, Tevin, your choice? What, what character should we start with? I think I'm going to start with Nathan. You want Dom to do the synopsis? He does a wonderful job with it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Dom, he didn't sound very confident in you, but we all know that you're the man for this. So let me build you back up. Come on, Dom, pump the chest out. Synopsize. Hopefully I can sway Tevin to uh, enjoy my synopsis here. But (laughs) You've got a lot to prove. Come on. So Nathan, we start with Nathan. He's got long hair now. He's got what can only be described as the most pathetic beard I've ever seen, but he's trying, he's trying to grow that out. He's so hard. Um, he's got the, I, I said it on the watch along. He had the look of someone that had just come back from war and was looking depressed yeah. and disappointed and unhappy. Um, and I had a little prediction. I said, he's, is he going to be in a wheelchair? Cause he's, he's not standing up or moving at any point. He's just kind of fairly static and sitting down. And uh, he, yeah, we find out later he is. We start off with him seeing uh, little Jamie playing basketball. And little Jamie's actually pretty good um, with his Fisher-Price net. And um, uh, Nathan uh, says to Haley, why has he got that? Why is he playing with it? And she has to say his Uncle Lucas got it for him, which really upset me because you don't have to describe him as his Uncle Lucas. Just say Lucas. Uh, it's not as if he's not going to know who his own brother is. Oh, are um, you saying it because he said it and like... Um... It's not like Jamie's there, so it's not like for his benefit. Yeah, exactly. It was just right. no need for it. No need for that line at all. But anyway, except we all know it's um, his father, Lucas. That's what should have been said. 
Daddy Lucas got the net and the ball. Anyway, he, he wants, Nathan wants rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't like it. And he's having a lot of problems. Um, and eventually we see, um, kind of flashbacks of them getting the house that they're in. Uh, he's going to be the 10th pick, uh, in the draft and he's going to be picked by the Sonics. Yeah. The Sonics. Uh, and they're going to pick him. Yeah. Sonics. <clears throat> and, uh, they're going to move, but they're going to keep the house uh, in Tree Hill as well. So they're going to have two locations to go to because, you know, he loves the area. It's where he's from and all of that. And it's all really positive. It's all like kind of the, the flashbacks are all kind of nice and, and fun. Um, but we see Nathan has developed a bit of a drinking issue since he's been in the wheelchair. And we get to a point where we find out how he uh, got put into the wheelchair. And he's out in like a club or a bar with Lucas uh, they're having a few drinks. It's the, kind of the night of um, the draft or him being announced that he's going to play for the Sonics. And someone comes over asking for an autograph. And that person uh, is not very nice and basically says some nasty things. Nathan goes to get himself in trouble and, and start a fight. And Lucas is the one that has to break it up. Uh, now, Lucas manages to convince him to get out and leave. It's not worth it. He's got too much to lose. He gets in his car. Uh, and Lucas says, no, no, you can't drive. You've had too much to drink. I'll get a limo. Just get a cab. It's probably a cab going past. Don't worry about getting the limo. <laughs> yeah. um, it, and uh, Lucas goes off to go and call the limo. I guess they have their own driver. And uh, Nathan overhears the guy in the bar bow, bad mouthing him. So he goes back into the bar uh, and starts a confrontation. This, this guy saying, he touched me, he hit me. You all saw he hit me. Basically, probably trying to get, you know, some sort of, money out of it some sort of deal out of it somewhere and nathan says you know goes back in his like, if i hit you you'd be flawed you know you, you kind of know about it and then it turns into a brawl an absolute crazy brawl where nathan ends up getting thrown through the front window and unfortunately a large shard of glass ends up in his spine it kind of looks like and seems to prevent him from being able to walk um and that kind of happens sort of towards the the later stage of the episode um but we kind of see that journey how that's affected him how that's now affecting Haley and jamie he smashes up his like trophy cabinet um because he just can't play anymore because he can't walk but as the story develops jamie kind of almost like confronts him in a strange way and says he drinks too much and he does you know it's very re- reminiscent of deb already and then jamie goes to uh show him a picture that he's drawn but while he's doing that, Nathan is throwing his, uh, I think it's a Fisher-Price um, basketball hoop and throws it basically at Jamie. I think he knows it's not his son, so he's just launching it at him um, because you're not really mine, so I, I can hit you. It's okay. Um, and Cry to your real dad about this, that kind e- of thing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. When you're older, you'll understand. And Jamie then says, well, I think you are my dad, so he gets up and walks. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Amazing synopsis. Wait, are you finished? I think so. I think, I think, you, covered. I think you killed it. Good job. Tebin, did he win you over with that synopsis? Come on. Hey, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Needed that validation right there. Well, Tebin, what do you think? How do you think? What do you think of Nathan in this in this state, in this situation? Do you remember how you felt the first time you saw it? Were you shocked that, you know, he, he can't walk, he's in a wheelchair? Man, when I, I'm trying to remember the first time I, I saw it, but I remember, well, actually, they kind of gave it away. They gave it away that he was in a wheelchair, but, like, when 
right before the season started, like the ads before season five, they gave away that Nathan had kind of fallen off into some kind of downward spiral. So we're everybody, I think all the fans were just wondering what happened to him and just waiting to see what happened. And so I don't know if I don't know if I thought he was in a wheelchair. I just it did shock me when I, when I saw it. I don't know what, what I thought happened to him. I just knew something happened. Like, he got on, maybe he got on drugs. Like, maybe he hurt himself and got on painkillers or something playing. That's what I thought, maybe. But I didn't, I don't think I expected the wheelchair. But one thing that I found interesting was how there are two different occasions where they kind of implied that he can walk. What is, but he just, I guess he just chooses not to because if he walks, he would have to, it would force him to, to go on with his life. They'll just force him to do something with his life. And he just he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to feel sorry for himself. Because I remember he's um when Haley said she said something about Dan, and then he said we're both in prison. And then she said, but the difference is you can get up and walk out. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking he can walk. He, the doctor probably told him he, like a month ago he could walk. He just doesn't want to. Like he doesn't want to walk because not walking will give him an excuse to not do anything. That's, that's such a good point as well. And and Lucas says something to Haley, I think, in the episode where uh, he says he doesn't need a babysitter. You know, he can he can walk. And I, you know, I'm not talking about Jamie. Uh, and it's it's a you make a really really good point. Yeah, absolutely spot on there. Agreed. Yeah, that was a great. But I never really thought of it that way. That he's actually wanting to sort of sulk and sit in that misery rather than you know, like you said get up and, and walking out from it here here is the question that we all need to know is dom i'm gonna i'm gonna press you on this because on the first pilot episode i mean i can't it was a long time but ago but i remember me pushing you for predictions for long term well, I want to do the same because I feel like this is season five, episode one is kind of like the the pilot of a new show and what we've got going on here. So what is your long-term prediction for Nathan? Um, That's a good question. Like, f- firstly, when things like this happen to characters I like in shows, it really disappoints me. So I'm actually really disappointed that he's not going to play basketball in the NBA. And he's, you know, uh, like so far at the moment, the, the, everything is leaning towards him not being able to play basketball um, at that level. And I'm guessing that his career is kind of over. He's done something fairly irreversible in in his back and his spine, whatever it may be that is, uh, has affected his ability to walk, but it's definitely going to affect his ability to play. He's not going to be picked again. So, you know, what's he going to do now? And I can't help but feel that, um, leaning towards the the coaching side of things as well like i know so this episode sets up lucas and skills to be the head coach and assistant head coach uh of the ravens and i can't help but feel that like skills might drop it at some point and nathan fits into that gap quite nicely and and takes over you know supporting lucas with you know managing the team or some element like that uh, i don't know i i really don't want his sort of path to really follow dan's that they both have an injury they both end out end up not being able to do what they love and play basketball and he ends up you, you know i mean being fairly successful but selling cars for a living you know which isn't what he wants to do um i i I, I kind of like the idea that basketball is still in his path. He just needs to sort, sort himself out and then get to kind of that point of 
healthiness and fitness and, and then go and go and teach basketball. Wow. We will see. Well, Tevin, anything else to say on Nathan before we move on to another character? Um, trying to think. I feel like I have something to say, but if I think of it, we can get back to it real quick. For sure. Well, who do you want to? Who do you want to move on to next? Um, uh, think I'm actually. I'm actually, I was really intrigued by Pain's storyline this episode too. So let's go to Pain right now. Okay. Do you want Dom to synopsize? Do you want to synopsize? Do you want me to do a poor job of it? What do you want to do? I think I want to test my, I want to, I want to test myself out. Um, Let's okay. Do this. So basically, basically Peyton, she's in LA and the first time we see her, she's in sitting in the office. So I get, Successful executive, but then here comes Dollar Store Liam Neeson walking in, and he's basically just asking what she's doing in his seat, and and then she's just saying she's admiring the view, and then before she leaves, he says something along the lines of "pop one button down and you can sit in on this music." I forget what music it was, but you can just sit sit on the early music thing, and then she does it. And then later on, they kind of foreshadow that that she popped the button down when she's listening to Lucas's book, her integrity, and she just starts crying and just turns it off. And so basically, she's kind of lost her way because she's trying to make it, and she's she's just doing things that goes against everything she stands for to try and get get to the top of this of this company. And she just and also she's lonely. She had she had she had Brooke with her at first, but then Brooke. I guess left to go do her own thing and become this big fashion person. So Brooke is over here being successful while she's at home with with no Lucas, no no Brooke, nobody. And then there's also a part where she she buys one of his the books and then she sets it along with a bunch of other copies of the book. So she's just trying to. I guess she's just trying to live her old life through these books. And so every time she sees it, she just takes one to try and remind herself of the old days. And it's just not doing enough. It's not making her happy. She's working this position that she's not really getting ahead in and she's just getting treated terribly. And so at the end of the episode, we see, we see her come, well, we see her coming from the airport and seeing Brooks who also, who's also coming from the airport. And we also see another scene where she tries to like reconcile with Lucas, and he's just like he backs up like she has like some flesh eating disease. Like I don't know, I don't know if he did, I don't know if he needed to do all that, but he just says I'm with someone. <laughs> but yeah, that's that part was crazy. But yeah, that's pretty much pain story in this episode. That was a great synopsis. Very, Beautiful. very good. Beautifully done. I need to watch you, out. <laughs> you're getting credit from the, the king himself. Yeah, that is true. She really does back up, like as if he's got some sort of zombie flesh eating disease or something. Or he, sorry, like he she has. Yeah. Um, well, Dom, well, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. It is really sad. Um, and we were saying that this kind of, well, Dom was saying this is kind of like a Mark Schwannism, it feels. Um, and it's really sad when it's, 
at Hillary Burton or SAD or whoever it's at, but I, we know that Hillary Burton uh, kind of had what sounds like the most uh, abuse from him or was targeted from him. So it's hard to see these storylines that are featuring her when we know that he is, you know, writing and directing and all the rest of it. Um, but Dom, what, what, what did you feel? How do you feel about it? And what's your long-term prediction from Peyton from here? I think that's more what we want to get from this episode is we want to know what your long-term predictions are, because we won't get this opportunity again. So uh, I think it's really sad that this episode portrays that industry, like, and for young women in that industry, you know, potentially now, but definitely at that time, um, and how they're treated and how the only way that they would ever be considered um, or listened to or be successful is to, you know, unbutton their top or do some sort of act that they really don't want to do and they shouldn't ever, ever have to do. Um, and it's disgraceful. And it's just, it's even more sad that that's, you know, what's happened in reality as well, whilst being on this show, you know, this show is kind of slamming that behavior when the creator is actually doing that behind the scenes. And um, it's, it's quite a strange, it's hard viewing. It's really, really difficult to view it and watch it and think that this is just that, that music producer that we're, we're seeing in that chair is might as well just be Mark Schwann. Um, mm. and it's, it's disappointing, but um, my predictions for Peyton, I, I kind of touched on them when we had Tahani on and Magda uh, earlier. And that I think Peyton is going to, is going to be really disappointed that, you know, she feels like she's kind of lost her integrity a little bit, even though that's what she was kind of famed for, I guess, like specifically with Lucas and Lucas's opinion matters to her the most. And um, she's got to go and find herself again and rekindle that, you know, integrity and, and that kind of joy for the music and helping new acts become something. So I think she's going to go home. It will be based around trick for somehow so either getting trick back on its feet again or being part of the nightclub again that that kind of scene and then signing acts to uh, the record label trick i think i think she'll have her own record label called trick and it will be signing acts to it and trying to be successful on her own two feet and stand kind of stand her ground and do things her way and be a bit more independent uh, be incredibly independent, I guess. Um, so that's my prediction for Peyton, essentially. So not becoming a professional skydiver. No, not 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 this time. No, I, I do also think that she's going to be the inspiration for. So her and Brooke will essentially be the inspiration for for Lucas. Lindsay isn't going to last long, and and I think Peyton and Lucas are still destined to be together. So there will there will be a rekindling at some point in season five of their love well we will see tevin who's next on the dock here mm, i think we could probably just lump together the whole river court boy situation just put them all together and just with mouth skills and junker fergie that's it well it- no, let's, you, you need to do it again now. Now that we've heard <laughs> that you've got a good, now we know you can do it. We need to hear it. Okay, so it starts off with Mouth 
it looks like he's working some great job on the on TV, and then it, it pans out. This small apartment with three, four other guys just eating all the pizza, drinking all the beer. Mal doesn't have money for rent. It's just a, it's just a relatable situation. <laughs> like just chasing your dreams, not having money for to pay for rent, nothing like that. And then next we see them all on the river court with with Jamie, and we see that he's built some kind of bond with all the guys. I love to see that. He's like the just like the I don't want to say little brother, but I mean he's not that he's yeah I'll say he's like a little brother, like a little nephew type role for everybody, and they just they treat him like one of the guys. He got a, he got a big jersey from Skills, but Skills won't let him score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and then next we see them playing the video game at the apartment, and Haley comes to pick pick him up. And I just I like, I like this new dynamic with seeing Haley and Skills and all that. Like they they've they've taken that scene from um, the episode Pictures of You, that whole where they built up Haley and Skills new like newfound friendship, and they they kind of expanded on it and like, I like to see that as well because we didn't really see a lot of them at first and, and they've and they've shown us that they kept they still kept in touch and just built this new bond type of bond and it's pretty much just like dropping the kid off at at the, at the uncle's house pretty much and then other than that we see skills with his new job as Coaching with Lucas and Mouth working on the demo, and that's pretty much it for the Rivercoat boys. And the water fight, the epic water. Yeah, fight. the yeah the um water guns. Yeah, love that. That was, that was actually a great scene. So I love that one. But yeah, it's pretty much it for them. What what's what I find interesting about the water fight is it's during Peyton's kind of monologue, or she's at least on you oh, know, leave, yeah, yeah. leaving a message for Brooke or on the phone to Brooke. So. Um, she's kind of saying, you know, I want to like get back and be with my friends. And, and then it's kind of flashes to them because they're living that life that it hasn't really ever changed for them. And they're still happy, even though they don't have the money or, you know, anything, they don't have what Brooke has. They don't have the experience that Peyton has, but they have each other still. So they're, they're quite happy and messing around and, and yeah, it's a nice scene. It's a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Dom, did you expect for Junk and Fergie to, well, you didn't know that there was going to be a time jump, of course, but uh, are you surprised now knowing that there is one that they uh, transferred over and they weren't sort of lost in the balance? Like how, you know, well, you'll see that we have lost characters. We You don't know which ones yet because we haven't quite got, we're not, we haven't quite got our footing into season five yet, but are you surprised that they made it through? Uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised because they've always been in the background. They've had one or two lines, you know, they've appeared almost less and less as time has gone on since season one. Uh, and then, uh, you know, getting more of them would be good, you know, and, and them having a bit more of a voice. So I was quite pleased to have them. I'm kind of guessing that Bevan isn't going to be around. I think we might have seen Bevan already um, or at least Bevan with skills. So I kind of kind of assuming that she's not going to be around, but that might, that's, you know, I have to guess uh, I'm the only one that doesn't know. Um, so, um, yeah, it was nice to have them back. I think they've, they've earned their place 
uh and obviously they you know interrupt mouth doing his kind of demo video while they're playing video games and i kind of hope they've got jobs but you know it's not like high pressure or anything they can just kind of chill for the rest of the time whereas mouth hasn't got one he's desperately trying to get into a you know media isn't he so he's 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 doing his (laughs) he's doing his best to to work his way around that and um he's not having the the best of success yeah nice and tevin you you're a fan of the river court guys in general i've always rooted for them because i like those like just small time characters i've always been a fan of like the underdogs like i feel like i feel like skills he he doesn't get a lot of his respect for he he helps keep a balance on this show Mm. like he adds in a a comedic relief i feel like with everybody serious all the time it's nice to have that funny friend around and i know i know a lot of people don't like mouth but i actually do like mouth a lot when he's when he's not being weird like (laughs) when he's being a normal person like i feel like in the late like in the in the episodes to come we see a new side of him where he's getting a little he's getting better he's getting, he, he gets better as the show goes on that's all i'll say but the high school mouth now that I, now that i rewatch high school mouth he just he had a lot of things like you said he didn't age well it did not age well like the episode where he walked up to brooke with the kiss and all that the way i mean back in the day you would see like shows and movies where the guy he he feels he's feeling himself and he just walks up to the cool girl at school gives her a kiss and nobody thought of anything of it like you see that a lot in like the old '90s shows and '80s shows and movies and stuff like that, and so it didn't age well. But I do like Mouth a lot, and I do like Junker Fergie, and I like the Rivergo Boys because they add like they show the old side of Lucas. They show his friends that instead of him just having all these new friends, they show that he never he never switched up on his old friends and they're still around. Mm. I like that. Yeah, nice, good, cool. I I think to speak for dom i think we both agree on that don't we right like we like the the river court boys i think if we were in the show we would consider ourselves to be part of that or we would like to be part that would be like our friend group you know that we would like to be part of so um yeah for sure cool what dom predictions for the river court guys for mouth i guess is a bit more of the primary there yeah i'm kind of hoping mouth gets his opportunity to do something whether you know it's radio or some kind of broadcast uh, uh something some kind of commentary um uh, again i was kind of hoping we'd see a bit of the college years or you know flashback into his college experience so we might get that i'm not sure but i'm hoping he gets something out of it you know i think fair enough he, he does try hard he's a smart guy so yeah i think i think he'll get some sort of casting job (laughs) it's i there's i had the best prop that i have are ones that you don't know about well you can't know you saw something once in my garage but um which are mouth related but you won't i won't be able to talk to you about them until like season nine (laughs) (laughs) so so long um speaking of props there's a I follow, I can say this safely, I think, because by the time this is released, the auction, I think, will be over. I hope it's over in case I'm giving people fodder. But uh, I'm part of like a mailing list for Hollywood auctions. You know, like when I was bidding on Starship Trooper stuff for your dad, Dom. Yep. (laughs) 
which I made a bid yesterday on something else for your dad because there was new lots that were put out. It's a Starship Troopers hat, like a little commander hat, which I thought would be really, it's a very small hat, so I thought it'd be quite funny. Um, I've already been outbid though, so okay. I, that doesn't mean I won't rebid. But uh, <laughs> there's a One Tree Hill item on there, which is a Ravens megaphone, like that, like a cheerleading megaphone and two pom-poms that are obviously used in the show. But the megaphone I really want because it has Ravens written on the side of it. And it's like, that's cool. That's our podcast. So I'm winning that at the moment. We'll see how we get on. Um, Okay. Well, we, Tevin, we need to get your judgments, uh, but I don't, I, I wonder, I reckon we could probably get one more, character in like a smaller character just before you go so where uh what other characters have we got in here do we want to cover Haley because she's kind of touch points on on everyone we've talked about already i think good cool tevin you want to do it you want dom to do it you want me to do it what are you doing i haven't heard from you yet so i want to hear your synopsis oh good no choice. good choice <laughs> he's, oh, he's got to try no. and remember what she did <laughs> I never expect to be chosen. Well, okay. Haley, we see. Haley's got that new hair. She's got that new dress sense as well. Haley's dressed. Mum hair. She's got mum hair. (laughs) No, she's looking good. She's dressing good. Um, And we see that she is about to start as a teacher, which makes complete sense because she was tutor girl. Now she's going to be teacher woman. Um, so that's great teaching tree hill high so we're keeping everything nice and local we see that she's she's a good mum to jamie she's present she's struggling with nathan and what he's going through but she's also kept some of her haleyisms she's not she's challenging him she's telling him that he's being a douchebag that he's not being present he's not being a good father at this point to be frank but she, and she's also got that, still got that tight relationship with Lucas and, and sort of, you know, using him as an outlet. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's that's it really for her. Is she, she, she's a little bit more secondary in this episode, just more, I think, because there's so much more going on with, with the Nathan situation that she's sort of playing a little bit second to that. Uh, did, have I missed any major points? That's I think her stuff develops a little bit we'll see more of her tonight's episode i think yeah i feel like her care her part in this episode was more of to show support to nathan and to just show her as a mom and just she's basically just in this episode she's basically nathan's wife basically and jamie's mom pretty much but nothing wrong with that just her character wasn't really we didn't really see and the teacher but we didn't really see her have any have anything for herself just pretty much being mom and wife in this episode pretty much yeah for sure and and that definitely is going to develop as we move forward and we sort of uncover more about what's going on with her um but dom i don't think that means you get away without giving a long-term prediction because we need to hear it well i considered two angles for um for our dear dear Haley, um in the the long-term goal, she'll be the new principal of Tree Hill Ooh, High. Principal, principal James Scott. Principal James Scott. You know, Principal Turner was her 
best friend and idol. So I can only see see that happening. Also, I can't help but feel like the the disillusionment of like being with Nathan whilst he's having this sort of downturn, it, it plays a toll on the partner. It's going to be really difficult for her. So maybe Chris Keller needs to pop up and whisk her away to, to like a secret music tour. Um, I really hope music hasn't dropped from her like future in the show. I'm hoping that that music reignites itself somehow. You know, Nathan might even turn around and say, I can't fulfill my dream. So you, you should definitely go and fulfill yours. That would be a really nice touch. I think um, just to say, you know, you've, you've looked after our son for four years whilst I've been out like playing basketball and college and all of that. Um, and you were so supportive of my dream. So let me now support yours and pushes her in, into the music scene. Um, and he plays tambourine for her. He, he plays whatever he can. He plays the glockenspiel. <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, and, but that, I think that would be a really good kind of storyline to follow and path. But I still think Principal James Scott is, is the current trajectory, shall we say. Would you like to see Chris Keller back? Would you be like excited if he came back? Yeah, I think it would be good. I think it'd be funny. He'll turn up and be like, everybody's older except me. <laughs> I'm still the same pain in the ass I've been this whole time, <laughs> you know. So I think that'd be good. It'd be funny. Tevin, are you well, we'll see, my friend. Tevin, were you a Chris Keller fan? I did like Chris Keller a lot. Like I felt like actually I at first I think I didn't like him. But I think as as he became more of a I think I liked him in season three more because yeah, season three is when I when I really liked him. I don't think I liked him in season two, but season three I liked him a lot because he it kind of like showed his true intentions of he just wanted to help Haley out. And Nathan I think understood that as well. And so I oh I didn't like when he one thing I didn't like was a boy draft episode. He was yeah, that was his worst episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I liked him. And nice. and just before we get into into your judgments, we need to ask. We're trying to ask everyone that comes on here. Ferret face Chase. How much of a ferret is Chase to you, or are you pro Chase? I might be in the minority here. I don't hate Chase at all. I have no problems with him at all. No problems at all. I mean, Chase, so on Chase the scale of one to ten, it's just. On scale of what human and ferret? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he does look like a ferret. I, I didn't notice that until you guys said something about it. Just, um, so you're admitting so, uh, he looks human like would a be ferret. A, a human would be zero and ferret would be ten, or the other way around. No, no, no. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what would you say? Um. I mean, because he does look like a ferret, he does look like a ferret. I mean, I'll put, I'll, put, I'll give him a five just because you're accurate that he does look like a ferret. So <laughs> he kind of does look like one. I mean, but I don't have, I don't have a problem with him though. Like, you have no I dramas have with him, him, but he does look like a ferret. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just every time I listen, I try to, I try to figure out why I hate him so much. I just don't get it. Like, he, I mean, obviously his character might be a little. He he's probably featured as more than he needed to be featured, probably. I think he's in. He's probably in more scenes than he needed to be, but I, I didn't have a problem with him. 
And Dom, just to check on your ferret meter from zero to 10, where would you sit at? Oh, he's a hundred ferret. (laughs) Do you have any, are you worried we'll see him? Or do you think, are you, do you feel like we cleared episode one? So we're not seeing him anymore. I I feel strangely safe, but he's not going to appear. I think I think it would be a big mistake to have him reappear. So him and Rachel have got to be gone. Got to be. Got to be. And you haven't seen the opening credits yet, right? Because it was a cold uh, open. There wasn't one. So sad. So sad. Well, Tevin, let's talk about your judgments and then your final rating will be taken into the final debate. We do have to warn you that we do have Magdalena on the podcast tonight and uh, she is an animal. If we're (laughs) frank, she's scary, Um, but we'll do our best to fight for what your rating is as long as we also agree with it. So who is your favorite performer of this episode? I would say my favorite performer was, James Lafferty, I'll say him. I just, I feel like he, I feel like he, he portrayed that, that kind of cold and just heartless, bitter role perfectly. Like, I really believe that he just didn't care about living anymore. Yeah, he did a great job. And what about your favorite character? I'll say Jamie had a really great introduction. Like, so I'll say Jamie's my favorite character this episode. Like he just he played his part really well. He just for a little boy to just come in and just he was really good. Like he wasn't like he, the acting was really good actually. Like for a little boy like that, like he, he his his like comedic timing was great. So I'll say Jamie. Yeah, nice cool and a new character. And your favorite background performer? What Dom? One line or less. So I think this guy Barry was Nathan's not manager, um, agent, something like that. His agent Barry. He said, "Ladies and gentlemen, the NS23," and that was the only thing he ever said again. Nice. That would be an <laughs> awesome prop to have. I, I think I read somewhere that James Laffey has those um, trainers in real life that he took them, and I think he also took the jersey in the pilot episode of One Tree Hill is a different Ravens jersey to what they have later down the line and I, I think he said he has that as well nice and i know that chad michael murray sold his ravens jersey uh for charity once his actual one and i'm um, devastated that <laughs> <laughs> that was that was before you know i was into prop collecting or would have known about it sorry tangent tevin what about your favorite line of the episode my favorite line, I think Jamie saying, I, I think you drink too much. That's a great line. I had that one written down. I didn't pick it in the end, but yeah, it was close. <laughs> and then your favorite song? My favorite song. I am prepared, prepared for this one, honestly. Let me think. Um, we're, we're never prepared for this one. <laughs> I guess the one thing I didn't prepare for. Hold on. Oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> I 
I guess whatever song it was playing when um the first scene when it started with them as as kids and then it and then just faded to Nate to Lucas standing on the river court and the chalk had faded away you know and all that well not chalk well the paint paint had faded mm-hmm. away and then whatever song that was I'll, I'll pick that one yeah yeah there was a good changing of the guard as we as we sort of described it earlier. And then finally is the precious what Dom? Precious rating. Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I actually didn't. I I, I didn't have one, but I knew it was going to be high. I knew it was going to be a high number. I just didn't pick which which number. Okay. And are you happy with a number that you have in your head at the moment? Um, I'm happy with the. I'm happy with my number. <laughs> okay. Then you'll say yours after three. We'll take that into the final uh, showdown. So one, two, three. Nine. Okay. And before you tell us why, would you be willing to go up to a 10? See, it was either a nine or 10 for me. I just didn't, I just didn't want to overrate it. So I just said nine, but I'll go up to a 10. You don't need to be cool here. You can go. Okay, would if if people were were really going for it, would you go down to a not to an eight, or is nine the lowest you'd go? I would go. I would go to an eight. I mean, because I said it would be a high number, and to me, a high number would be eight to ten. So okay, I would so go down to eight if if I had to. But you wouldn't go lower than an eight. I wouldn't go lower than an eight. Okay, so t- tell us why. So why? So what? So well, what are you landing on? Do you, you want it to be a nine, or what? What is your final decision of a number? I'll go with nine. Nine. Okay. So tell us why. Why? Why a nine? I would feel. I feel like it was a great series um, premiere. It was a great series premiere, but I just and I feel like the only thing, the only thing that would keep it from a ten, if I kept it from a ten would be it felt a little too quick like it just felt so fast paced like one minute you're with Peyton in LA and the next year in New York with Brooke and then you're back in Tree Hill and that's the only reason I, w- I would make it less than a 10 because I feel like it was just a little too quick a little too fast paced but the the best thing about it is when this episode aired it aired with episode two of the season so it it just it didn't feel that way when I when I first watched it because it was two episodes, so I, I got to enjoy both of like as like one episode. But on its own, it just felt a little quick. That's probably why they did it because it, because of that reason. So mm, I didn't know that. That's interesting. We we should yeah. try and watch that episode tonight, Dom, with that in mind of thinking of it as like they did it like a double parter, double bill. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll take that in. So we're calling it a nine, and and we'll see how it ends up it's been it's been great to to meet you to talk to you and uh your insight has been wonderful so we hope we get to you know have have that opportunity again and hope you enjoyed it as well i did enjoy it this is my my first time on a podcast ever i i didn't know what it was gonna be like but it was pretty cool good you did a, a fantastic job and it was a absolute pleasure to meet you and yeah nice you, to meet you, you, you synopsize uh, with the best of us so yeah, you're, <laughs> you're brilliant so hopefully i look already look forward to you coming on again yeah i'll come on again one day it's just you guys are so early like i'm on my lunch right now at work so <laughs> oh because i'm on the i'm on the, I'm on the west coast i notice a lot of your listeners that from america are usually on the east coast so they're mm. like three hours ahead, ahead of me so they're usually out of work by then so 
that's it yeah we're coming into 10 p.m at night right now so uh yeah but good well go seahawks go mariners and uh yeah we appreciate you man nice to meet you all right nice to meet you take care have a good one man see you later all right well there we go we there there was tevin and momentarily we will be joined again (laughs) by the double act of magda and tahani you didn't say go Sonics. I was expecting that. Well, they don't exist anymore. That doesn't matter. They exist to me in they Montreal. Exist. <laughs> I have the hat that I used to wear most often was a black uh, Sonics hat with the space needle on. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. I, it's like uh, it's hard to pick. I remember you were having this thing about you didn't know you were getting into NFL and it's hard to like pick a team. Mm. Um, so it's quite fortunate for me that I spent so much time there. It's like, well, I'm just going to associate as if that is my area. Did you land on a, on a team in the end? No, not really. I still like, I haven't watched any or, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the season yet anyway, but, um, I haven't really picked up on a team. Um, yeah, so I have no idea. I mean, there's now a team in Las Vegas, which I've been to, and there's two teams in New York. So I've been to both places, maybe one of those teams. Um, oh, I, well, you've adopted the Mets, right, for baseball? Yeah, they've got the Mets for baseball. Got the hats here. Got two hats. Yeah, two West Ham um, colours, kind of. Had to go for that. That was on the day we were playing in the European um, semi-final. Well, there you go. I, I bought that one, so it was a Thursday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other than that um yeah I, I never i never picked a team an nfl team so maybe i'll re-review um maybe we'll put that to a poll put all the teams out and then oh, i'll let the ravens pick my team for me i like that that you hate uh, polls but yeah i i don't hate polls i work for a company that specializes in them <laughs> that's, that's why that would be why you know, <laughs> I, hate, do you know um... I hate the rating polls because like our ratings um, because I, I want I want to come up with a consensus of a number. But on the last episode, we had to put a poll out because we were so far apart. Um, and mm. yeah, and that's it, really. But the um, speaking of all the Seattle stuff and, and whatever, I got a um, an email from. So when I used to work in the summer camps i was from 19 to 21 so those three summers and i used to work there i used to work in the day camp where the kids would come in the day and they'd come for the whole summer Mm. and the cook at the camp the woman that was the cook who lived there she had two little girls that were like maybe six and seven years old and they came every day for all three summers and i was their (laughs) counselor for the whole time and um one of them is here in london right now like the kid so the kid is now like what um like 20 and we're gonna meet up and uh like it was like organized through her mum. so it's really crazy because uh she was like saying i was like her mentor but they sent me this picture which no one else is going to be able to see but you can see um can you you see this you did tell me about um about them oh wow look how young you are there look how yes fresh face simon (laughs) so that's yeah so this this is is the girl that we're gonna me and epic gonna meet up with and when we went there in 2017 we met with her when she was like 
19 it's so weird like yeah. that these these little girls are not little girls they're like adults now <laughs> yeah yeah you did mention this to me um the other week and you said um that you were you know planning on meeting up with them and their mum had got in touch uh, i think that's really cool i think it's a nice thing i don't even remember telling you this did i tell you this on the podcast no you told me separately i think my god we talk so much that i can't remember that i've been talking I, to you i remember and that's all that matters <laughs> well i love you and thank you and we're back with the double act what are we going to call this double act dom double trouble there we go. What we need to know is, Tahani, did you watch the episode? Just about, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Magda, did you sleep, eat and calm down in that order? I've eaten. I don't know about, definitely no sleeping and calm down. I don't, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I made myself some ice tea with the whole tray of ice cubes because <laughs> I feel way too hot <laughs> so there's that um, so yeah I was going to say I always say that Brooke is my favourite character but I'm from adults I think Deb is my favourite character and in the last episodes so season 4 finally when she said that I'm as crazy as it gets without being committed I felt it <laughs> In my heart and soul. Excellent. And I think we all agree. So, <laughs> so Harney, you missed Tevin who just came on. He's from Seattle. He had a lot of Seattle love. You could have been in here with your Seahawks jersey on as well. Jersey. Like, up right over there. He saw it straight away. There was a connection. I Good. feel left out. I feel excluded. I, I was there and I felt left out, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Well, okay, <laughs> good, good. I'm glad we're alienating Dom. <laughs> well, we've got lots to talk about here. We've got, well, we we covered a fair amount with Tevin, but we know that you both need, you know want to put your two cents in. But let's cover who we haven't talked about yet, and then we'll we'll go back. Um. So where, Tahani, give us someone. Who who do you want to talk about? She doesn't know who we have and haven't yeah, Well, okay. let's see. Well, let's see if she gets it or not. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume you haven't spoken about your least favourite character, Hayley. We have, we've, actually. Tahani, uh, we've spoken about Hayley, so you're muted. Nathan? Magda? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, we're moving on, Tahani. We're done. Magda, would you like to choose? Tahani failed. Let's see if you do any better. I mean, I'd love to talk about Brooke, but I feel like you maybe talked about her already. No. Okay. No. Well the done, Tahani. No, Tahani, take wrong. notes. Take notes. She succeeded. She did well. <laughs> she said she thinks you've talked about her. <laughs> <laughs> but fine. You bit in my place. We'll circle back for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Magda, you now get the wonderful choice to whether you are going to synopsize, Tahani's going to synopsize, Dom is going to do it, or I can do it. But I, I, I mean, is it really a me. choice? It needs to be Dom. He's the best at it. <laughs> let's, let's go, Dom. <laughs> I don't know happen. where this has come from. 
Brooke Davis. Boom. Successful. She's lost years of age somehow, um, but she's she's doing all right for herself. We discover her at the beginning of this episode, walking through this building. It's a rather large building, I assume, in New York, uh, walking through, messing about with somebody's belt um, and then judging things as she goes by and not judging in a bad way she's judging in a good way i think she she takes one look at you know some people that are brainstorming or they say they're brainstorming and she says there's no way we're going to have that model on the front of my magazine um because she's not a good she's not anorexia isn't an advert for like health and embodying like goodness and stuff so i'm not going to be having that she needs to put on 10 pounds and i I thought that was a really good moment i thought a positive message coming from a teen kind of show or what was initially aimed at teens uh telling people that you know be be body confident and don't do crazy things like um try try not to develop eating disorders i thought that was a, a nice early message from brooke and we find out that she's this the super high powered executive at her own um, fashion label clothes over bros has gone, you know, crazy big. And they also have a magazine um, as the episode goes on and develops, we meet her assistant, her name, unfortunately uh, has gone from my mind. So Tahani, well done Tahani. You said that without moving your mouth. Perfect. Uh, and so uh, her assistant gets a little bit of, um, it gets a little bit excited, shall we say? She she's you know throwing all these things out to Brooke, and Brooke does look like she's under a bit of pre- pressure uh, and, and isn't enjoying it as much. Um, and she has to make a decision about taking uh, one of the Knicks to um, an event. It's is it a movie? It's a premiere uh, of something. And uh, the assistant is like, okay, well we've got this player, that player, that player, that player. And she's like, no, not one of the the like the New York Knicks. One of the the other Nicks, like fashion Nicks, I guess. Um, so the assistant goes off and deals with that. And um, it, well, it becomes a choice of how they're going to arrive at this premiere. We're going to go in the, in the limo. We're going to go in something else. And Brooke says, we're going to go in the limo. And the assistant says, Victoria isn't going to like that. And Brooke says, well, Victoria works for me. Now we do eventually meet Victoria. Victoria is a bit of a bitch. Uh, and the only reason, the only way someone could be that bitchy i guess and commanding and domineering is if they're a relative so i'm guessing that victoria is brooke's mum and we haven't seen brooke's mum yet we haven't met her so um i'm guessing that this is her and this is our first introduction uh to that character uh brooke's story develops you know we realize actually although she's kind of this, you know, high powered CEO, company owner, executive, whatever it may be, um, in charge of, uh, lots of people and always surrounded by people and going off to events, um, and out to, you know, fancy events and stuff. She's not in control of her destiny. It's almost like her mom is still controlling everything. Um, and it kind of feels that way. And she feels incredibly lonely. You know, she's got to the top. She's got to doing exactly what she set out to do in her and achieving her goal and goals. And it isn't working out for her. She's not enjoying it. Um, and it's almost like she needs her friends around her. So instead of going to Milan, which was the, the choice, like the, where she's meant to be going, I guess, fashion week, um, she's gone back home to Tree Hill where she meets up with Peyton at the airport. And I, I think that's pretty much it. Wonderful. 
Thank you. Wonderful. Thunderbart. <laughs> so, Tahani, what do you make of Brooke in this, in her new, her new shoes, so to speak, whether they be Prada or Gucci or not? Close <laughs> over um, Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, so I think I had mini, my mini rant about sort of Brooke's insane success, but I really enjoy Brooke in like I really enjoy what's to come for Brooke and I, I really like Brooke in this episode I think we see how much she has developed and we finally I feel like see the changes she's been making like on again off again on again on off again for the past four seasons um and whether that's to continue or she's to regress who knows but I, I feel like Brooke's really in her element and I feel like Sophia Bush playing Brooke is really in her element in season five as well. I think it's more closer to who she is as a person um, than who Brooke was in, in the high school years. Um, mm. And I think that shows through. Good call. I like that. Magda, we know that when it comes to Sophia Bush slash Brooke Davis, that you are the, the go-to faucet of information. So please drench us with it. Well, first of all, just a small correction. If she wasn't going to Milan for Fashion Week, it was to uh, look at the fabrics for her new line. So, My uh, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, Dom, can you apologize to Brooke Penelope Davis, please? Uh, I'm so sorry, Brooke. If you're listening, I can only apologize for my mistake. It was fabrics. Not Fashion Week. As far as Sophia Bush, this is the season that she's dating James. Oh. So, I don't I know. I didn't know like, that until were... recently that yeah. that was actually a thing. So, that's interesting to me. Uh, I think we can now show uh, Dom the photo that I was showing you from the photo shoot for season. It's either for season five or I think it's for season five where Hillary is wearing that silver bikini, which is a ter- like it's a terrible photo shoot because everyone is like in the guys are in suits. Um, Joy and Sophia are wearing dresses, cocktail dresses, and Hillary is wearing a silver bikini. Makes no sense whatsoever. The reason I like the photo, at least one of them is where the, um, Sophia and James are together and this is the time where they're dating and they just look so cute together in that photo. Um, but yeah, I just not remember like seeing paparazzi photos of them like at the airport and stuff together where she had the short hair season five. So um, as far as... I've only just like started thinking about it re-watching the episode yesterday. I was wondering, so you know how we've just talked earlier about how like I was thinking if I had my own magazine, what it would be named. And with her magazine, obviously, like, it's B Davis, as in B is obviously um, the first letter of her name. But I also, I feel like it could be, like, kind of that it means B, as in B-E, B like Davis, B like her. I don't know if that makes sense. I just thought of that now, that it's kind of both her name, obviously the, the initial, but also b davis i don't know if if i'm going where i'm going with this but i just thought of that maybe that it could be like be like her um yeah, I, I like that magda but it's also a paint horse right because it's b davis and p sawyer yeah but 
which funny enough later on, I, I, on I, I haven't noticed this before or haven't paid attention as much when they finally meet at their obviously we'll get to that part later. Um, she calls, um, Peyton calls Brooke, Brooke Davis, and then Brooke calls her Peace Sawyer with like that anime because I felt like it should have been both Brooke Davis and Peyton Sawyer and B Davis and Peace Sawyer. I just didn't like that. It was, but yeah, that's a good callback as well. But yeah, I just thought now, like maybe because like, um, Simon was saying that, um, and, and Dom in his synopsis that she's very, like we see her like she's um when she's given the advice and like her uh opinions like she's very much um i think even in her designs is trying to portray like give good examples to her uh customer base with like the comment about like uh anorexia and like obviously it the model not being too skinny for her magazine and her trying to just portray like a healthy image I think that's where it kind of came from, where I thought maybe it's kind of that name there as well. Um, but yeah, as you said, I'm very excited for her journey. And I think in this episode as well, what I think it shows, obviously it shows her growth and also, and like my first, like some of my favorite parts of that growth is like, obviously she's been quite like bossy, I guess, but still in like a, a more assertive and po- way rather than like rude way um and like later when we have that scene in the limo after the event where like victoria has been so rude and and you can see how like brooke is almost like embarrassed how she's talking to one of the nicks that she went on the to this event so i think like her character really shines through as being very um despite being so successful so young that she's very um polite to people and stuff she's not acting like she's better than everyone else when she is like quote-unquote bossing people around is because she's giving them actually like um critique rather than just being like if that makes sense it's the valid input that she's given and critique so yeah indeed so good. So with Dom, we're, I'm asking Dom for his long-term predictions for each character because we're 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 not going to get this opportunity too many times because this is like it's like the pilot of a new show as we've been describing it. So Dom, what is your long-term prediction for Brooke? I I think the success is going to continue, but I think it's going to be under, she's going to be under a lot of pressure from Victoria, who I believe is her mum. And it's going to be difficult. I think she's going to head home and find inspiration and in kind of being back there and like kind of small town life. It probably suits her a bit better than big city life and being, you know, the CEO of her company. So I don't think she's going to drop that at any point. I think she may even go back into doing a bit more of the creative stuff, um, possibly supporting Peyton on her journey as well. You know, she's got maybe the financial backing to be able to help Peyton start up her record label because I, I, I'm kind of guessing that Peyton's going to push Trick into becoming a record label or signing acts up. So um, yeah, I, I kind of think she'll follow that path. You know, it's go back home, 
support Peyton, still be creative, kind of push back at Victoria. Maybe Victoria takes a, a bigger role and is running the, the wider company whilst Brooke is doing designs and being creative and kind of sending that back um, while still having a hand in things, I guess. Um, and then looking to start a family with someone, meet someone, you know, make, make something happen. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I've got. We will see. Tahani, I'm just interested in your opinion. Close over bros. Where would you see, what would you say a like for like brand would be in real life? Like, are we putting it as like a, I'm not, I'm not that great with women's brands, but are we putting it like a, it's like a Ralph Lauren or it's like a Burberry. Is it accessible to people on the high street? Could you find it in John Lewis? What are we talking about? It's not a high street. It's not a high street. I'll say that much. Um, would you find it in John Lewis? Oh, you could find it and maybe you could find it in a John, John Lewis. I don't know. I, from what you said, from the options, I'd say it's closest to a Ralph Lauren. Um, but what would the women's equivalent be? Really. Uh, or is it like a Prada Gucci? I don't Armani think it's a Prada type. Gucci. I don't feel, but she's going to Milan, Milan to pick up her textiles fabrics not for fashion week dom don't forget yeah. <laughs> never forget Can't hashtag never forget <laughs> um so it could be a part of good but it's a very new brand isn't it so i don't know are you asking the right person i feel like madalena's like uh, excuse me gunner <laughs> <laughs> magda well i was actually i forgot to say this i was gonna say that uh, the part, like, as much as I enjoy the storyline, it is necessarily the most believable. Like, I feel like this is a callback to, like, previous seasons with, like, Hayley having her singing career. Like, I feel like stuff like that, we do get, like, young singers, like, nowadays, obviously, like, kind of going viral over YouTube and then having careers and stuff like that when they're young. Like, I can see that happening, but in fashion, especially as a designer, it doesn't, like, I've got friends that have their own brands, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of money, I guess. I mean, we know that, obviously, like, obviously her family went bankrupt in season two, but later that got, obviously, the dad got a new job, all that stuff. So she does come from them family of money so I guess there was that support there but um in general I would say it like building your own brand it isn't easy to like build up to that kind of level just as that she's portrayed to have and um, however with the magazine and her like basically having like her quarters in New York as Dom said in a big building it does look like a high-end brand so I would say along the side of like I would say oh my god I cannot pronounce this brand though um Demna who's a designer for Balenciaga as well he has his own brand I think it's it's a friend like I don't know how to pronounce it correctly so sorry about that but it kind of reminds me of that where it's a high-end designer brand but it's a fresh brand that's been around for a few years obviously it's not uh, Prada Gucci because those brands are have um, a lot of history behind them and they've gone through different designers but it's definitely a high-end brand rather than what um, about 
something like Zara. No, no. it's not a Zara. Okay. Just, I'll just, just fuck off, shall I? Just <laughs> got shut down with Zara. I mean, Tahani already said it wasn't a high street brand. High end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so foolish, it's Dom. definitely it foolish. It, it could be. It could be a Prada or a Gucci fifty years from now, but it's just right. in its developing stages. But it's definitely high end brand. Uh, I don't think. I mean, actually, H and M used to have a fashion magazine, but I don't think it's that's that kind of fashion magazine that she's selling. So, I'm thinking like a Kate Spade is kind of like in terms of where it sits on the market, not what they sell, but that's where I feel like it fits, maybe. Okay, I'm some of some of uh, F's like shops that she likes has come into my head, like Cos and and other stories. These are ones that's also High Street. Yeah, it's a bit. I but can't it's do kind it of either, Dom. It's a bit higher, yeah, yeah. Which case is similar? I don't know. I need to get <laughs> some bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you some truth. I, I, I have some honesty. I don't believe that a high-end brand could be called clothes over bros. It doesn't mm. sound like a high-end brand. It sounds. I'm gonna say it teenage it's a bit like forever 21 that's what it sounds to me brooke i'm sorry maybe and that's how it started didn't it really when she had her like when when she was working at the store in the mall and they like picked up her line at first that's what it kind of was back then mm. it was pretty much so um, she had a massive development and massive rebranding i suppose yeah. To, yeah. to me, it's like Claire's accessories has suddenly oh, decided to, to sell clothing. You know, <laughs> get earrings, a necklace, little bracelet, a few rings, clothes over bros. Simon, can we kick Dom out from this? <laughs> I am this. His, he, he, Magda, he contributes now. I, there's nothing I can do. He's got a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I what, love the confidence that he was like, I am this. <laughs> Spreadsheet is the only thing saving him, huh? What, it, you know, like when um, French Connection back in the day, like when, well, when Dom and I were younger at least, were, uh, they used to do t shirts and it was all just a play on they're using FCUK, like how you'd use the F word. And then it developed into like, French connection. Like, I think we've got like French connection rugs and stuff. Like it, it, it does all kinds of stuff now and it doesn't do any of that sort of stuff. To me, something like clothes over bros sounds like a brand that would do t-shirt designs. That's like all about, mm. you know, fashion over, um, over men or whatever, or over men as a love interest or whatever, which again is cool. It's fine, but it doesn't sound like, Oh, I'm wearing, clothes over bros which in fact she doesn't ever say does she she says in a yearbook someone will say at the oscars or wherever i'm wearing brooke davis not i'm wearing clothes over bros so maybe it's two different things she's got an avenue over here a career for clothes over bros she's got something else over here where she's doing her own designs boutiques milan fabrics whatever it is who knows yeah when you mentioned yeah, when you mentioned Frank Connection, the bra- another bra I thought of was Diesel, which they do like fashion shows, but also they kind of, they're also like on the high street and kind of have the, so something like that maybe. Or maybe she has like a lot of 
companies have two kind of brands. So like even this is not the best example, but like Prada and Miu Miu, they're both designed by Mucha Prada, but Miu Miu is like a younger, um, like for a younger demographic kind of brand. And then Prada is more grown up. So maybe Brooke has like different lines. So she has maybe like a cheaper line that's uh, targeted towards younger audience. And then she has a more serious line that's made from the Milan fabrics. Well, you know what I'm thinking, right? Is that in about, what, two weeks time, Dom's going to have his 35th birthday. And I think he's going to have a long look in the mirror and he's (laughs) going to think that, I'm 35 now, and on Wednesdays, I spend a long amount of time talking and thinking about fictional clothing lines and what they relate to. And I think he's then going to look again in the mirror and think, what am I doing with my life? Who am I? I'm not even going to wait the two weeks. I think he already does that every Wednesday. I've I've done it since 2020. It's getting worse, isn't it? Because, I mean, this kind of feels like a a business meeting where like rebranding for clothes over bros almost. But we do end up talking about washing machines and dustbins when it gets to 2 a.m. in the morning. It's a community. Uh, Actually, I I was thinking... It's a a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking this earlier, that this this is very, very surreal. Like it's, mm. I don't think we really take true gravitas of how weird this is. Like in a in a beautiful way, it's very weird. Like in, in terms of Dom, we just started talking about One Tree Hill and putting it out on the internet, and now we talk about One Tree Hill with strangers that have become friends to people that I've spent more time talking to magda when i was on social media i've spoken to you more in the last year than i've spoken to my mum in the last five years easily (laughs) easily (laughs) it's very odd but beautiful dom do you find uh, that like is it surreal to you very i mean ed shout out to ed again he messaged both of us the other day but obviously you're not available at the moment and um he said what's it like he's just like serious question what's it like being celebrities and i was like no ed no (laughs) we're we're not we're not celebrities and he's like no but think about it you talk to um people from like every corner of the earth basically yeah there's there's someone from you know each continent essentially except the poles that um join your podcast and join your watch along. And I was like, actually thinking about it that way is crazy. We have, you know, people from Europe, America, Australia, you know, just all over the place. And uh, it is nuts. It is nuts. And the fact that we've started to get to know everyone so well, and um, there's threats of meeting people and all sorts is just terrifying, but it's fantastic at the same time. So it's really good. Uh, I said to Ed was like, you'd be C-list at least when I said, no, no, Ed, it's crazy. Um, And then I was like, "Um, no, we'll definitely settle for Z-list. We'll take Z-list. We're not even there. We're not even anywhere near that. But This is kind of given me an opening. So a few weeks ago, uh, me and LDG were talking about how one day, I think, I can't remember the exact wording, but she was like, when you guys are in 
little annoying shits or something. I don't know. That we need to thank you guys for creating this community because we've really like met like some of us it's obviously like the Wednesday watch along, but I think on top of that, for example, me with obviously me and Tahani met up recently on my birthday actually. Uh, I'm planning a trip to see LDG. Like we've actually, like you've created this community, and then within that, we're actually creating real friendships. And I cannot imagine my Wednesday, like my Wednesdays without this. As much as like it gets a bit um, difficult the next day, and I, I, I used to come into the watch-alongs even if I had to wake up uh, three hours later for work in the morning. Um, it's, it's, and I think a lot of people. I wasn't the only one. You've had a lot of like when you used to read like messages, uh, Simon, on on that people would send you about how you helped a lot of people get through stuff during lockdown and after lockdown. People like losing uh, family members, people losing jobs, people going through stuff, and the the space you've created helped people, like including myself. I definitely like through lockdown. And and just just in with different things, we go on and watch alongs, and then we celebrate everyone getting new jobs, selling their houses and stuff. And it's just it became way bigger than what it what what the show is even. And which brings me to another point that screw those re- negative reviews; they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you, Magda. That's that's incredibly kind of you. And uh, and we, you know, we we get as much out of it as anybody else does. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful and very grateful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And, and Tahani, does it ever feel weird to you if people are like, why are you so tired? And it's like, because this random guy called Mike in Canada doesn't actually listen to the podcast. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't understand. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He's very pro one of the hosts. He hates the other one openly. <laughs> but we talk about bins and things till about two in the morning. It's a weird game he plays. Like, Have you ever had to explain that to anyone? <laughs> Fortunately not. Because I'm a bit of a night out as it is. Um, so I'm always a bit tired in the morning, but I do go through a bit of an existential crisis when it does get to about 2 a.m. And I'm like, I'm, I don't even talk at that point. I, I'm on mute. <laughs> I'm tired time. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And yeah, I don't want to leave. <laughs> like, what if I miss a moment? <laughs> what if I miss a moment? <laughs> what Excellent. if I miss that like, moment? Because I miss so much when I was away as well. And then just getting back into the community and like what a beautiful thing to say like that I felt a bit emotional I feel like I saw Simon tearing up and of course <laughs> Dom pretended that he felt something <laughs> but it was all fake I did feel quite emotional I was holding it together it's uh, it, 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 it very it's beautiful it's wonderful just, and it's just me here like it's what it is isn't it <laughs> Dom, Dom just trying to going back to look in his mirror and think about his life it, it's 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 a peculiar thing that I don't think people understand unless they're involved in it. Like I have friends that know that we do a podcast, but they don't really get it. They don't understand. They don't listen. Wouldn't want them to listen either. Um, no. It's not for. It's not. <laughs> it's, no, not no. it's not for them. You know. Um, but yeah, I don't think people even get it. I mean, Ethany sometimes come in here to like give me something or tell me something and she can see like, 
<laughs> but you know, there's like 30 people on the screen and she's just like this is crazy and this is mm. insane that um people anyone would care what you or your city friend would have to say and it's uh, not a one-off we do it every week we've been doing it for over a year because obviously the podcast i don't remember when you guys started the watch alongs because obviously the podcast you started about two years ago i think was it august or something like that and mm. then I didn't join watch alongs until season three because you, you guys started in the middle of season two and I'm one of those people I need to watch the whole like so I was like I'm not starting in the middle of the season so I know like you guys started down so it must have been definitely over a year now I think easily yeah I mean what what's actually crazy to see is people that are messaging on when people message on Patreon and because I'm on social media break at the moment, a lot of people are messaging on there. Thanks guys. Really giving me a break, but (laughs) joking, joking. Love you all. Um, But it, it shows you how long they've been a Patreon member for. And there's loads of people where it says two years, um, which I guess Patreon's lying because it'd be August july august of this year but still they must be rounding up but the fact that some people have been involved to that degree for two years is uh is crazy so well we appreciate everyone Uh, i mean i started my message i started by saying nice podcast but i'll probably won't stick around yeah yeah that was the first thing you said yeah Yeah, you said you liked. No, I remember yeah, what you said. So... You said you liked it. You said the episodes are too long, and you're probably not that into it, into these podcasts. So you won't be around for very long. And now we can't get rid of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you so... make the episodes longer. <laughs> tonight, apparently, I'm doing it for cards. You get some more sleep tonight. So, today, this morning, in Australia wow. time, of course. <laughs> Well, good. Well, oh, well yes. we still got we still got way more to talk about. Um, we right, we've touched. We'll give you the opportunity to talk on all of these people, but we've already yes. touched on. <laughs> okay, we've already touched on Nathan, Haley, the River Court guys, and Mouth. Uh, we we haven't spoken about Lucas. We haven't spoken about Lucas. We have spoken about Peyton. I think it's just Lucas. Is it? It's just Lucas. Right, so let's cover Lucas and then we can track back and get your comments on the others and then we can go into judgment. So, um, Tahani, your choice. Who do you want to do you want to do Lucas? I, I do not want to do Lucas. <laughs> do you want Dom to do Lucas? I do, yes. Okay, Dom. I do not. <laughs> I want the full immersive experience of being on this podcast and watch Dom struggle to remember what happened. Can I say I got Simon to do it last time? I just know he's going to go on like 50 tangents if I get him to do it again. <laughs> like Dom got through Brooke so quickly. Let's do this again. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, on the Stranger Things episode this morning, and the way we're doing it on that podcast is Dom does a synopsis of the entire episode at the beginning in one go and then we just talk about the characters like without going in and it worked really well i don't think it would work for this because we i'm tangenting go on dom we established so lucas lucas has written a book 
He wrote a novel, and that's air quotes, because it's more of a memoir. We know this. It's not really a novel because he's written about real people and, and their experiences. And it's called An Unkindness of Ravens. And Simon is showing us the book now. He has it. Is it actually a real proper book or is that just a cover? No, this is from FWB that put on those um the conventions that we're now not able to attend because they're doing the last one. And uh, they've printed, there's a couple, there's others that I can't show you, but I can show you this one. It actually even has like the insert of who the author is with a picture of Lucas and it has... um, 250 blank pages. (laughs) No, no, no. And then inside, which I think is quite good, is they have... um, So it has proper text in it, but it's quotes from the book. So as they, you know, like they they play bits within the episodes and bits to come and they've written down what those quotes are to try and fill the book. Um, So it's actually quite good. I haven't read it, but um, (laughs) do you want me to read you the sleeve of what it says about Lucas? Lucas. It's only one paragraph. It says, Lucas Scott was born and raised in the small town of Tree Hill, North Carolina. Following his lifelong love for basketball, he is currently the assistant coach. Can't read it anymore because there's some words there. <laughs> but, and end scene. <laughs> but Tammy, yeah, I'm speaking to you, Tammy, T A double M Y. Because of you, I have a confidence issues of reading on the podcast because I what I started a word once. I'm sorry. Not like it was the end of a day, Tammy. Not like I've been working all day and then done five hours of a fucking podcast. I'm trying to read you a book to entertain you. You're berating me. Yeah. You went away for a bit, Tammy, but you're back. Welcome back. Now fuck off. <laughs> oh Jesus. We cannot Love you, have Tammy. that. It we cannot have that. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did it go too far? Do I need to edit that out? It was I mean, funny. She I knows think she'd laugh at it, but you were on social media silence, so I'm going to get the abuse. <laughs> Tammy, it was a joke. I said it to make you the laugh. The tables yeah. have turned. Oh, they have turned massively. People are messaging me all the time. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> 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 no it's fine i don't mind it anyway back to lucas let's get this done because we we need to head into judgments because there's four of us and we've yes. got a lot to, to talk about still so lucas joking, is Tammy. struggling he has put nothing down on paper he he hasn't even written a word um and when he did write words he deleted them because they were awful and we meet Lindsay. Lindsay's his editor and she sort of tries to remind him of of the time when uh, she first picked up the book and like other manuscripts and when she went through like 10 because she was a junior copywriter or whatever and that's what she was doing and she was flicking through the books and she found his thought it was brilliant she was inspired by it and she wants him to be inspired to write the next book and uh basically goes back and forth of Nathan uh, of Lucas saying that, you know, Nathan needs to sort himself out and him trying to be supportive of Haley. There's two to three hints that Jamie is his actual kid, um, which isn't a surprise because it probably is. I mean, are we setting up the scene for um, uh, Haley to leave Nathan and go running into his arms? Probably. Um, but we also have the awkward encounter with Peyton on the river court um, and Peyton 
kind of goes to hug him and he steps away and, and is like, no. And, and Tevin described it beautifully that she had like some sort of flesh eating disease and he had to move away from her. I thought it was fantastic that he said that. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's like, I've found someone and I, I can't help but feel they kind of made some sort of promise to each other. They tried long distance. It didn't work. He's, you know, he tried to go to LA or, you know, I'm guessing she hasn't come back before. This is the first time she's come back. So he might've gone and visited in LA, try and make things work there and then try long distance, but it, it wasn't working out. And then they just kind of lost touch. It just kind of ended. So he's then moved on and she's almost come back with this expectation that he won't have moved on, that he won't have found someone else. Cause she looked really shocked and really stunned when he says, oh, I've got someone else, you know, kind of stay back, stay away. I don't want to fall into that trap again. Um, so I, that was quite a surprising end scene for for them. Uh, and Nathan, Nathan Lucas does have a touch point with Nathan, uh, trying to sort of boost him up. Obviously, we have the flashback scene of them in the in the bar when Nathan's thrown through the window, and Lucas is just kind of screaming, "Somebody help! Somebody help!" There's about ten people standing around them and not doing anything, which is just ridiculous. But you know, I guess that that could happen. And what else happens with Lucas? We we find out Lindsay is his like partner at the moment. I think that's pretty much it. Is that everything? What have I missed? Yeah, we didn't talk much about his hair. Sensational hair. That's all that needs to be said. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Tahani, how do you feel about Lucas in this? Do you? prefer his character well you can't talk too much but in this episode anyway compared to high school lucas yeah i I prefer his hair if that's you know i agree with you there it does help this is chad's like peak i will admit um stubble going he's a man ladies and gentlemen (laughs) well he's he's arrived (laughs) the published author he is but yet he sucks at writing in his own words. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an interesting character. And I, in this one, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's really hard to talk about this episode in terms of characters because, it, like you said, it's like a whole new show. And so it's so hard. I don't know what to say that's not going into spoilers. <laughs> but I think it's an interesting t- trajectory for him with him and Lindsay and this writing career that he's on. I do like his scenes with Nathan and his scenes with Jamie. Um, I think he's a good uncle slash father. Um, and, and, and I really like that we've got Nathan and, and Lucas scenes. Um, Cause I, I miss that brother dynamic when it goes away. Sometimes um, it's the same as how I feel about sort of the Brooke and Peyton dynamic, which we also have, which is why I like this episode so much. And big part of why I think, I think I like season five. I don't remember it that well, but going forward. Um, so yeah, in terms of his relationship with with Nathan and with Haley, he's on a good path. Um, yeah, that's all I feel like I can say. That's good. That's solid. And Magda, how are you feeling about Lucas? I'm, I'm glad that Tahani brought it up because I was going to say that Lucas did write something and he wrote that he sucks and that was the two most accurate words he's ever written <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> it's, it's not that bad right now um also 
another correction because I'm just here to be annoying. She didn't take 10 manuscripts. It was two dozen. Dozen is a tw- 12, isn't it? Well, if it's so, two dozen, it's 24. Yeah, so, so that means <laughs> that 10. I so don't know. I don't know the numbers. Way more than that. I don't know where people <laughs> are going and why they're going there. <laughs> and we can't count. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I think as far as um, his Lucas in this episode, same as Tahani, I loved his scenes with Jamie and with um, with Nathan uh, and like with Haley that scene at the school when he was like joking about like I liked how he uh, was uh, telling her that she needs to actually push Nathan to um, to try to get better because it does kind of look like he did mention at one point, like, oh, the doctor's saying that you're going to be, like, so it kind of looks like Nathan's almost given up, like, uh, obviously his dream is now gone, he's in this situation, everything kind of went away in a second, and, um, and Dom looks very, very confused, I'm referring to, like, that conversation they had, and Lucas is like, oh, you're almost going to be back to normal, and, and Nathan's like, what do you mean normal? Like, I'm not, never going to play basketball. That's not normal. Uh, where obviously Lucas talking more about like, oh, you'll be able to walk. You won't be stuck on the, the wheelchair and stuff like that. So I do like his interactions with Nathan and Jamie the most. As far as like um, him being a struggling author, which is interesting because as you, as you um, Dom said, he re- like he didn't really write, wrote, write a novel, did he? He wrote something based on his life. So it's not like he needs to be super creative <laughs> to write. Gen- like, is he now going to turn into a fictional author? Where is this going? Why is he struggling so much? Why is he gonna- like, it's just a bit... Yeah, I think like that part is a bit like, we'll see where it goes, I suppose. Um and the scene with Peyton, I found it quite interesting that, that like, as we find out that we, they haven't been in touch in two years because I guess, like, um, it kind of makes it sound like, oh, they haven't seen each other in two years when they meet there. Because, like, I think, I, I can't remember which one asked who, like, how long it's been. But it kind of sounds like not only did they, like, not see each other, but they haven't been speaking because obviously Peyton's then shocked that he's with someone else. So I found that quite interesting that um, like previously they kind of were like dating and he was dating Brooke, but they still were friends. Whereas now they, they stopped dating, but they also stopped being friends. So I found that quite interesting that how, like, how come that happened? Why are they not friends? Um, what is your prediction? Uh, I, th- I think I mentioned it slightly earlier. Uh, Lucas is lacking inspiration because everybody in his life that inspired him or that he wrote about has upped and left. They've all buggered off. So he's, he's got no one to write about. They're going to come back. He's, they're going to settle in and then he's going to start finding things to write about again, like their experiences and, and everything. Um, and there's a little fly. I'm trying to kill it as, a, as we play. Um, as we play, we're playing. <laughs> okay. And um, I, I <laughs> 
kind of like you were doing magic trick. He's just doing awful, awful magic. Um, I can't help but feel that he's he's just going to suddenly get inspiration when Peyton and Brooke are back together in Tree Hill. They're kind of throwing the Haley mix. Nathan will, will start walking again, and it'd be inspirational because you know he's you know come back from this horrible injury um and it will be about his experiences being the new head coach and he'll then start writing based on that so i I think the second book is is in him and it's going to start you know coming onto page as soon as uh, everybody's back and and his inspiration his muse has returned um I, i do think Lindsay's got five to seven episodes max and then he's he's back on the paint wagon okay well <laughs> we'll find out well okay well of Lindsay sorry to interrupt no yeah oh, did you guys talk about Lindsay what are your thoughts no 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 her? yeah go on Dom um I, I don't know I, I guess she's she's kind of she's fine she's like necessary to the plot so far in terms of being um uh, an editor and being part of Lucas's journey and, and getting his book published, etc. So uh, I think I think that's kind of good natural progression in that the, the Peyton saga is is over for a little while. He's now found someone else through doing what he loves, which is you know writing, and she's obviously got a passion for reading and then changing the writing <laughs> um, and. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've just kind of worked things out and fallen into a into a relationship. I think she's a bit much sometimes. I think she's a bit full on. The wedding ring. The ring. He has a ring. The ring was for Peyton. The ring has got to be for Peyton. Lindsay's gonna find it and think it's for her and get all excited and stupid about it. And he's gonna go, Oh shit, that was never for you. And she's gonna be like, Oh, what the fuck? Okay, I'm out of it and go. That'll be roughly episodes five to seven around there. Uh, and then it'll be like, Oh, Peyton, this was always for you. <laughs> and then actually probably by the end of season five, propose to Peyton, they'll get married season six. I think what you've just proven is that we need to do our own voiceovers of a One Tree Hill episode <laughs> and you need to be doing their voice. Like, we put the subtitles on so then you can just be reading their dialogue in them voices. It will be so rude. <laughs> it's so rude. It was quite chipmunky. Yeah. <laughs> but the the one one thing that I will say that I appreciate about Lindsay is that she is integral to what is coming up soon very soon dom which is i'm hungry <laughs> oh no it is so close very close tantalizingly close <laughs> so like today close, close. Mm, i not can't say but oh, we'll just God. say within it's within the it's within sight peyton's gonna have the line at some point as well every time i see your book i buy it and it's going to be really annoying isn't it every time i see your book i buy it did, did, <laughs> i did got I... 900 copies of your book i'm the only one that buys it <laughs> <laughs> that's how we made it into like bestseller list <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh yes that was I got so the good. audio book <laughs> <laughs> i only listen to my chapter <laughs> It's interesting with the audiobook that he's the one that recorded it as well. I don't know if most authors do that. It's usually they'll get someone else to do. Nah, they do it. That's how they do it these days. I, I've, believe it or not, 
I don't, you know, I don't read books, but I listen to audio books. I'm listening to a great one at the moment. Anyway, most of the time the authors do read it. Um, partic- well, particularly like biographies and things and things like this, because it's uh, about him, isn't it? You'd want him to read it. So I think that is quite common. But what, what, I, what I would like to say is uh, on, the, you know, how criticizing how Peyton talks, which is a favorite segment of mine. But I don't know if I mentioned it or not, because I forget because we talk so much and for so long. I can't remember if these are just thoughts or they actually are vocalized. But a few episodes ago when she got the internship, did I say this? When she's like, it really pisses me off the way she says, I got it. <laughs> I, I got it and she says it twice in the episode and later on she said it the same way and she's like i applied for this internship and i got it like get the fly out of your mouth spit it out <laughs> and go to america find tammy and you can both <laughs> fuck off. i'm joking love you tammy it's for so jokes horrible. it's for jokes so i just know you can't contact me right now <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh gosh. Okay. Right. I just wanted to say more than yeah. anybody else in this episode, more than any <laughs> of the characters. Wait, we've <laughs> done more. What? What did you? What, I missed all of that. Did you say Dom and I are celebrities, so we can't hate on Peyton? Is that what you said? Because <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> I said we may have mentioned Tammy in this episode more than any of the main characters. Oh, okay. You and I said we she's were... a celebrity. Fair, fair. Well, we went, we, we went in with Tebin. We got through a lot of work. We got through a lot. So, but let's give you the opportunity to put your two cents in and then we must get into judgments because we pushed the watch along to 1115 tonight, but we've got to be on time because, you know, people have busy days tomorrow. Um, and we know what goes on with bin chat. So I wanted just to point out that I've noticed probably first time that when uh lucas goes to see Lindsay in i'm guessing new york new york as well wherever wherever she is um i've noticed that well she must be older than him because she talks about how like oh i just graduated from college when i got your like manuscript and stuff like that and his book has been published more like two years before so she, and it takes a while for the book to actually go from her reading the script to actually being published. So she must be three years older um, by that deduction. And also, this is kind of spoiler, but also not. So I've sent the video to Simon a few weeks ago, and the scene is coming up soon. Basically, James was talking about how one time when um, record, recording one to hill. Uh, and he was sleeping in the scene. He actually fell asleep. So once we get to that scene, I want to show Dom the scene. But also right now, for now, I would like him to guess what scene it is as we go through awesome. this season. <laughs> and, and so is where in a wheelchair? is he acting sleeping and where is he sleeping? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Sleeping game. on the job. Sleeping well, on the job. Let's let's give you the opportunity to say to say what you want to say about some of the people that we missed. So we're going to play a fun game. Um, we're going to do ten second blasts. Okay, you got to say as much as you as you can in a ten second segment. Tahani, Nathan, 
Okay. So I was mulling over what Dom said earlier. Oh my God, 10 seconds is nothing. And I agree to a certain extent about what he said about his trajectory to success and the fact that he played college ball. However, we have to keep in mind he didn't go to Duke. So yes, potentially NBA status, but he's also had this crazy rise. However, one final thing on Nathan is I do love a good Nathan rise and fall, which we get pretty much every season. So I'm very much looking forward to where he is right now and seeing what happens. That was great. Good. I wouldn't really have cut you off. It was just, that was perfect. It was more than 10 seconds, wasn't it? No, it was perfect. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. He must have had some crazy rise to go from, you know, like whatever low division college to getting all the way to, you know, the NBA draft. So for sure. Magda, Nathan Forts. I think his trajectory, even in this episode alone, is like so big. We obviously get a lot of flashbacks how it happened, like how it happened that he is where he is now, and yeah, looking forward to seeing where that goes. Uh, looking forward to did did Dom share his predictions? I think he only shared when we weren't around for Nathan, because um, I'm very curious what what Dom thinks about where where is this going to go. Obviously, I think is it he's been in the wheelchair for like, what four months, so it's quite recent. The last four and a half years, he's only been in the wheelchair the last four months, and how like where is this going to progress? And obviously, um, I did love the scene at the end with Jamie, where he like when Nathan got off the wheelchair and hugged Jamie after Jamie brought him the the drawing. So that was really nice scene, and I did cry on the watch along. Which obviously Dom didn't. We know for a fact. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want? Are you going to say your prediction, or you're going to make her listen on you? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Listen back. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> okay. No, no. But I just was wondering if you did give your predictions. Okay, well, we'll have to listen back then. I've done yes. a prediction for everyone. I think. Yeah. So far, except say. Jamie. What's the prediction with Jamie then? <laughs> Just exists as a child. <laughs> He's already better at basketball than most, so that's a good sign. Did you guys talk about like you, the skills and like all the? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you, well, why don't we just open just open it up or? Can we maybe we'll just put it into the final judgment when we get into the rating? Anything that you guys feel like you haven't had uh, any say on, please throw it in say whatever you want to say um let's there's we'll a few bits it. i wrote down about peyton i just wanted to say two things so this goes back to a conversation we had before we went on the break where both things that tahani said and dom about how they are still kind of aging them and then about like the schwannies regarding how peyton's being treated by the local record label like president or whoever the guy is that whether she's 21 22 it's crazy how like okay she hasn't like progressed much in the last few years and obviously she's still the assistant to the system but they make it sound like she's a failure when she's only 21 or 22 like we were talking like you you Simon was saying we all go through like shit jobs like she still has time to make it it's not like oh she hasn't made it by 21 then well goodbye to her 
that's basically over. So I think that's crazy. And then also, how the hell can she afford this apartment in LA on an assistance to assistant wage? That's all I'd like to know. I think Larry must be bankrolling because if Larry got that big house, um, you know, I think, or maybe she had some inheritance. That's a morbid way to think of it, but maybe like, well, yeah, good points. And it is true. And particularly like what you just said, Magda, and going back to what you said to Harney is it does portray this image. I remember when I started my job at the, at learning disabilities department of the college i started when i was 24 um after going through different jobs and whatever and i felt like a failure because i was starting at the bottom and um it was really that was like toxic energy like i didn't feel proud of my job i didn't feel good about it i felt almost like embarrassed of being at that level um and maybe in ways it helped push me to be motivated to go forward but I would have enjoyed it more if I didn't have that pressure to try and elevate and push forward so um yeah I think it it that portrays that's a poor way that they've portrayed it um because you know everyone no one's in a race with anybody else you're in you're in competition with yourself and trying to be a better version of yourself and push forward so I yeah I agree with those sentiments. Um, are we good to push in the judgments? Excellent. Well, oh, yes. How are we going? If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not check us out? You were realizing I'm fumbling because there's so many people. <laughs> the hoops dot net. And you were like, <laughs> who do I ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Support you, can ask, us. you can ask these two. <laughs> no, I can make it work. Support us. Check it out. You know why? Because Dom, you have to go onto the World Wide Web. And then when you're there, Tahani, basketballs go through hoops. But Magda, they also go through nets. www.ravenshoops.net <laughs> There's so much additional stuff on there, everyone. Like, you're really missing out. I feel like it's evidence tonight. If you're not involved, we're at 80-something, 82 or something. It would be an amazing milestone to get to 100, including the composer of the show is a raven. Like, come on. (laughs) Get involved. Two-time Emmy winner. (laughs) And Sarah's got an Emmy. Anyway. Tahani, favorite performer. Oh, can you also just both confirm that there is an order to the questions of the ratings? I was thinking about this today because listening to the podcast, I feel like performer and character does get changed around possibly. Never. 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 Never, Never. Ever. I, always okay. performer, then character. Sometimes the raven confuses them around, and we oh. let that go because we're nice people. But the questions are always asked in the same. The performer first. Always. Always. Sorry, I, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> sincerest apologies. I'll, I'll consider whether we accept it or not. Dom, write it in the spreadsheet, please, for us. I'm to just, it's on there. There's a. 
there's a mark next to uh to Harney's name now <laughs> yeah good we'll put a poll out later to everyone whether as a community we're going to accept her apology or not <laughs> well surely Dom you should be on my side for oh, I, I didn't say it was a negative mark. <laughs> uh, okay. there we go. it's a gold star um, yeah <laughs> sorry guys i lost you there for a few seconds because my connection went off but i'm oh. back so sorry i want dom yes. to do the research into um this and i want to see that the porch slash patio slash whatever it is sweeping <laughs> not necessarily you know <laughs> the way that you said but i just want to see you like break into his neighbors and start start sweeping his porch slash patio <laughs> still don't know which one it is please <laughs> dom Patio. Will you? I, I I will do, yeah. Happily. It's hot tonight. Like <laughs> grab a broom, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> well, Tahani, while he goes to the broom cupboard, tell us your favorite performer. Um, James Lafferty for this episode. Because I think we just see such a huge range from him. Um, you know, we see him sort of elated when he's telling Haley about um, who he's going, who he's been drafted by. Which, by the way, I swear Seattle doesn't have an NBA team in terms of the men's league. It's no. absolutely bullshit. But anyway, well, they used um, to. They used to have the Supersonic. We talked about this earlier. They used to have the Supersonics, uh, but but it's gone. It's not a franchise. In that time, anymore. did they have it? In that time, yeah, I think. Uh, and then I think Chuck said on the group chat that actually the draft that like the video of the draft that's the real one that was back then so it must have happened in real life as in like it was the real name the player that they named it was the player that was drafted as 10th oh, 10th okay. pick so that was that's what i think chuck or harrison i think it was chuck though saying that that's cool um but anyway yeah so he just goes through such a huge range of emotions and then we see him in this completely different state and then there's this one moment that I really like, which was well, quite conflicted on the um, watch along, where he says son to Jamie at the end scene. And that scene is, is sort of, I'd say, the best scene of the episode for me. Um, but I think people don't like it because it, it sort of resonates with how Dan used to speak to him. But I really like when you get those parallels between Dan and Nathan, because it's like Nathan can't get away from the way he was brought up. And it makes sense, right? He's going to have those Danism, I guess, in him. And <laughs> I honestly feel like Jack James Dafty went back and watched Paul Johansson say the, say that word, like say son, because it sounds exactly the same. When I was just watching it a little while ago, I was like, that sounds, you know, when I was doing my last minute prayer. <laughs> so last know. minute, so last minute, you'd even been on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I normally come with reams and reams of notes. And this time I have. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like, like that's like words. a that's like a Lucas book. <laughs> anyway, yes, I, I think he was really really good in this episode, and I think I think it shows. Final thing on him, I think it shows how much he's grown as an actor since season one. Because genuinely, he probably was the worst out of the five from at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's really put work into his craft more than the rest have um and i think paul actually mentioned that when he came onto you guys' podcast about how he really sort of like identified with james because of how much his work ethic and how much he put into it and i think that's what he's talking about the fact that he really worked to get better as an actor so yeah go james 
Cool. Great answer. Can I say something, Dom? Say something. Oh, yeah. I I thought I couldn't hear you. I thought I'd lost you. Oh. It's okay. You're there. I'm here. Ma- <laughs> Magda, favorite performer of the episode? Hands down, James Lafferty. I agree with everything that Tani said. And I think pretty sure what, like, that was his first acting job. So that is, it's obviously... He's not going to be great when in season one because this is literally him starting. Um, but he's definitely put in work. And um, it's interesting as well seeing him in the flashbacks, like when they're like buying the house or when he's celebrating with the shoe, like just before the accident happens. Um, but yeah, and I, did, I, I, I was on the team that I liked the way he said son, son and that it sounded like Dan used to say it to him and obviously to Lucas as well at, at some points, but mostly to him. And I, I think his work throughout this episode is amazing. He he really shows... Um, I think sometimes it's probably quite difficult to um, show some of those emotions that Nathan's going through and James portrayed them really, really well, especially that last scene where he kind of starts off, obviously he doesn't see Jamie coming over and he throws like that small basket towards him and um, then how he, Jamie kind of starts walking away and obviously then he he calls him over and then that scene where they, he gets off the wheelchair and the hug is just even like the way he speaks to him and yeah, so I think great, great performance. Nice. Dom? Yeah, uh, a difficult one because I actually thought um, Hilary Burton did a good job in this episode as well, uh, and just showing that uh, element of like losing her integrity, and you you see it happen like in her eyes when she she makes that choice to undo that button, um, and kind of given the world that she was living in at the time as well, um, this must have been hitting like hitting home really badly, and and so I actually think I am going to give it to Hilary Burton. I'll go Hillary Burton for that, for all of that. And, yeah, the surprise on her face when she meets Lucas at the end as well. What about yours, Simon? You, you've just swayed me. You know, I was going to say James Lafferty, which uh, I think he's really good in this as well. But, yeah, you're right. There's something maybe a bit more relatable. Oh, that sounds odd. But, you know, I'm not, I haven't been in those situations. But relatable with her loneliness like when she goes back and she's in her apartment and that she can't afford and all of the rest of the stuff but it's uh she uh it feels palpable her pain in the loneliness and i yeah. think she did a great I, job performing and i i actually really resonate with the wanting to be successful but not being successful or not feeling successful and i i, I totally appreciate the sentiment and the way she created that in this episode. I thought that's really important. And you are, you are successful. How dare you? But I appreciate the, the sentiment because there's, yes. there's been a lot of time where I haven't felt successful. Well, don't talk like that about my friend. Uh, <laughs> Tahani, what about your favorite character? Aiden, for pretty much the reasons you guys just went, in, went into, I think she's highly relatable in this um in this episode and Hillary Burton does play it really well I, I 
sort of shout out to, to her on that. I, I was between her and James Lafferty. Um, it's just certain, certain, certain Hillaryisms. I keep doing this today, but it's like when, when she has her like open mouth expressions that I can't stand those. So she had a lot of them in this episode and that's why I had to give it to James. <laughs> nice. um, <laughs> but um, Peyton, um, yeah, she's just very relatable and I resonate as well. I think everybody does. And actually what you were saying, Simon, about um, being in your 20s and feeling that way is she captures that really well and Peyton as a character. Um, so, yeah. Nice. And Magda? Well, I have to say I agree as far as like her being relatable in that sense. And I've actually, um, and I think as well with her position where like she's still friends with Brooke and Brooke is so so successful and she feels like, and Peyton feels like she's not, uh, and she has that big juxtaposition between her, uh, her journey and Brooke's. And I've got some friends that are like very successful. One of my best friends uh, is a model and she recently like won model of a year in Norway. She's been like, she's on buses right now everywhere because she did a campaign with Kmos and stuff like that. So it's like, and you always compare, you should, and like you said earlier, like you're not a competition with everyone else, you're competition with yourself and like getting better, but you still compare yourself to other people. So I can relate on that. Um, I do have to say, this is not maybe like as much Peyton, it's more like the editing. What I didn't like in this episode was how they did like the phone call that Peyton later we find out makes to Brooke. Like they kind of play it twice, but obviously they play it the second time to show us that. She, who she's talking to but I didn't quite like how so much of it was double played um and also instead of taking notes last night I was taking a lot of screenshots and mm-hmm. I would uh, like um see for Peyton wearing this hideous belt I knew what was coming I had to terrible. bring it up I cannot <laughs> it's the belt at the end that does nothing for her it's literally not even like it's a, not around her hips. Uh, this is a conversation for another day. But my favorite <laughs> character is in this episode is Brooke. Um, I cannot relate so to her much. as much, but she's wait. There's so much <laughs> chat about Peyton. It was nothing to do with Peyton. You can't. You just brought out Brooke now. Let us I'm down so the sorry, garden path, I just wanted Magda. to say that I do find this relatable. That I wanted to say what I didn't like about like something to do with her character because we didn't get to talk to about her. Um, but yeah, Brooke is my favorite. Not as relatable, but very inspirational. And I just think, like I said when we were talking about her journey, that is just her character showing in this um, in this episode that despite her being really successful she's so um polite and so like she doesn't act like she's better than everyone else which i think I like some it. people forget when they get successful so, so you're saying that you like that she doesn't act better than everyone else they you actually think she probably is not it like i think <laughs> i'm joking i, I shouldn't be prolonging it i'm sorry i'm sorry dom i'm sorry and okay. then you're gonna blame it on me Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Good. Brooke. Great choice. Dom. Jamie. Favorite character. Just because it's the only the only time he'll ever get it. Yours. 
<laughs> I should give it to him as well then, because it's yes. definitely the only time he's ever going to get it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Tahani, favorite mm. background performer. What, Dom? One line or less. Oh. I don't know. Someone in the back of Close Ever Rose. You guys do this all the time, Dom. How dare you? No, we come prepared you. with mountains and mountains of notes. In fact, and screenshots of belts. Show you. Look, I even have one for background performer there. No, you can't see, can you? Can't see it. Background performer. This is actually written. The guy not... that, that's all I saw. But the kids. I want to say okay. you moved the phone real fast. Well, I don't want you to see it. I don't want you to take it. I want you to I struggle. I mine. Okay, one in the back of clothes over bros. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Fine. Yeah. We'll accept it. Magda, can you do uh, better? The guy that Brooke was well, not kind of like telling off for with the cover, and he just said, We were just brainstorming. So that was his only line. The black guy Perfect. there. Yeah. Nice. Dom? The guy that throws Nathan through the window. Does he only have one line? No. Doesn't have any lines. Doesn't talk. Oh, is that not the. He's not the aggravator. No. He's not the no. guy with the. It was oh. one of his friends, yeah. Look what at you, it? Dom. So prepared. Do much so work. <laughs> Simon? Why would you pick why would you pick that guy? Did it ever occur to you that we once picked the guy that went Robert and then we had him on the podcast? It's one of the best episodes <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need him back. Um I, I'm not actually very prepared on this one either, but I'm going to go with Tevin said the guy that gave Nathan the shoe had only one line. So I'm going to go with him because that's nice. cool. Tahani, favorite line? Jamie's line where he says, I should be going home. And anyway, you should be writing to Lucas. Delivered very well. Nice. Okay, good. Magda, it's like we're marking you. Good, well done. Okay, Magda. <laughs> uh, so I picked anorexia is a disease. It is not a fashion statement when Brooke said it, but I also would like to give a honorary shout out to a terrible but well, I think quite a shocking line that Nathan said to, look, to Lucas that give me the battle right. I don't remember exactly what I said, but like something about giving him the alcohol battle back or Dan's not going to be the only Scott to kill his brother. I think that was a very powerful line and quite shocking, I think. Yeah. Dom? Uh, yeah, same line as uh, Magdalena. Uh, Brooke says, brainstorm better, anorexia is a disease. It's not a fashion statement. It was a very powerful line and very important line in the episode. So that's why I picked it. And you, Simon, what did you have? I, I like the Jamie Scott line of you drink too much as well. I just think because sometimes kids can just say things with a realism where there's no facade or the intention is pure and it's just fact. And I like that. Tahani, your favorite song. You know, we don't care about music on this podcast, but we want to hear yours. <laughs> I'm going to um, like in life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one thing I wrote down and it's the freshman, the love pipe. Excellent. Mag Magda. The freshman. I was actually listening to it on our one hour. No, break no time, Magda. Like, no time. No time. <laughs> Can I just what uh, sorry? <laughs> time. I need make them wait. Hashtag make them wait. Um 
Obtain. Again, a shout out to the uh, Light Up the Sky song by the Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. And also, fun fact, Yellow Card no. had <laughs> no Yellow Card had one song in each season of One Tree Hill, but this is their last song for the whole of the show. Okay, mm-hmm. but what is your choice? Oh my God, so Simon! Much is the <laughs> she didn't. She didn't give she it. She did. She made a fucking <laughs> choice. <laughs> what's up, yours man. the freshman <laughs> as well move on what was yours i'll take that sure yeah, that do. one fine <laughs> okay then it's time for the precious say it with me precious, precious. rating tiny did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation i did did it increase decrease or stay the same it increased oh okay Magda, same question. Have one and it stayed the same. Okay. Dom, same question. I had a number and it stayed the same. And Simon, the same question. I had a number, it stayed the same. (laughs) We've also got Tevin's number. We know where he'll go up or down to. (sighs) We'll say it after three. One, two, three, nine. Seven. Wait, hang on. That's oh just... <laughs> wait, wait, let's just clarify. Don was a seven. Tahani, you were a nine. A nine. Magda, you were a eight. And I was a nine. And Tebin was a nine. So we're currently sitting at three nines, a seven, and an eight. So, nine. okay. So we're called <laughs> Democracy rules. Dom, let's start with you because you're further down just sort it out and come up to a nine there was a lot that happened in this episode it completely dispersed the whole universe of one tree hill everyone's in a different place we've got so much more to talk about on the podcast so much content so many more different places we can go and it's so much more relatable for us within our own lives anecdotally and with stories and metaphors and analogies that we can give so why don't you give it a nine i'll give it an eight bloody hell okay we're up to an eight magda can we get you to a nine Forget the no. belt and come up to a nine. Integrity, Magda. It's like oh going, going, up, going up to a nine is like I'm doing a button. I was going to say, are you calling oh me a painting? Oh, God. It's up to you to make that decision now, isn't it? I don't have any buttons on me, but... <laughs> Magda, remember when Dom wouldn't come I would to like Nando's to to on your nine. birthday? Oh. <laughs> such a dick. And still hasn't... I sent to Harney, isn't that not good enough? Anyways. I sent to Harney. Well, probably a better, to be honest, but, you know. <laughs> well, because Tahani was at a nine, Magda. So I need you in Tahani at a nine. That's what I said. It. I said I'd go up to a nine. Oh, yeah. perfect. So, Dom, it's just you then. Everyone, there's four nines and then there's you. I struggle to see this as, as higher than an eight. Like, I think seven was a, was a fair assessment. I do completely understand it's a, it's a different premise of a show, but we haven't carried on the, the, the kind of essentially the, the path that you know was kind of expected the colleges and it has been a, a nice jump it's a nice change and i do appreciate the older years a little bit better i just think it's we're testing the water still and because we're testing the water it's a seven it's not a nine i don't i don't think this was nine worthy you said it was Dominic. an eight okay yeah God, I, 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 I chose seven this podcast belongs to me and simon not you two so you just shut up just for one minute <laughs> 
god! Listen, I initially said a, I initially said a seven. That's why I was describing it as a seven. <laughs> and I did say before I started saying that. That's why I'm willing to push it up to an eight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, I feel like, you're, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> like Lena and I very briefly said that the podcast, that the first hour was actually very calm and we got through quite a surprising amount of the show and it seemed to flow quite well and we were expecting chaos. I think the chaos <laughs> has been I wanted to do the ratings at 10.35. 35, 35. That's 10.35. Yeah. I said, we need to do the ratings at 10.35 because it will be beyond 11 by the time we get to the watch along. Now it's 11.25 and I've got a lot to do tomorrow. And I always feel like crap on a Thursday because of staying up till two o'clock in the morning talking to you lot. So <laughs> haven't we started the watch along like half past 11, that's two or three times know, anyway. That this doesn't set a precedent for the future or for further episodes. We, it does. we need to get through this and finish at 11. There's people waiting. There's people in the waiting room waiting now. Because 12 of them. Technically, they've only waited for 10 minutes because you said we start quarter past. Which I wasn't even made aware of. (laughs) That was Harrison's suggestion. Well, that was outrageous from him. He messaged me on Patreon. And in future, (laughs) it will not be on the list. (laughs) Bless Harrison. Shall I see if he's in the waiting room? Can I make my case for this episode to try and bring some order back in? Okay, I have three key things to say. One, I think this is very much like that episode episode season one episode six where simon you said you have to see further to understand why this is such a good episode i think this is even more so because again it's like a new show so Mm -hmm. i think dom you will realize that there is much being set up here and it's you know it's it's done very cleverly let's say two you're the one who pushed me up to a nine dom i was at an eight and now i'm firmly at a nine firmly set yes because a lot of what I didn't like about it was how potentially unrealistic it was, but you helped me see the light. So <laughs> I just failed to see why you wouldn't come up to a nine because it's, it's your words. You believe That's, it's a nine. I, you, I know. <laughs> you've made it tempting. You've made it tempting to Harley. And that I've the third point I've totally forgotten. I'm sorry. I've, I've influenced you somehow. And that's made me go, oh, maybe it is. But, <laughs> but you, see, you see the route to his heart is embrace making him smug that's what makes him happy oh yes my third point you only don't like it dom as much because your predictions didn't come true this is what i said don't take out your (laughs) lack of like your ego is taking it out on the episode because you didn't predict that he was going to skip four years ahead. <laughs> that's not the only reason. That's a big yeah, part oh, of not it. Not the We're, only, but a very big part of it. It's a part very of it. Big. We're missing chunks of the storyline. I'm hoping we get some of that. But oh, well, so of course, it's wait. storytelling. Magdalena, you've had your turn. It. And Simon, pretty sure you've had yours as well. So let's go through it <laughs> character by character if we have to. Haley, bit of a dud, nothing character. Rivercourt boys, bit of a dud, nothing, nothing really happening there. Skills turns up, oh, I'm going to be assistant coach. Okay, we don't really find much out about his colleges. And he gives a jersey to a really annoying child. And then, who I gave best character. Um, Nathan, okay, we understand he's gone through a window. He's had a rather large shard of glass through his spine, even though the entire window shattered. 
very, very surprising that that would ha- would happen. But fine, okay, I'll accept it. He's in a wheelchair. He's not, you know, come to terms with it. Okay, I understand. But it's just like any film where someone has lost the ability to walk and they can't handle it. Um, it it's not any different. Peyton's storyline, probably the best in the in in the episode, but because it it hits home, it, it rings true. Brooks unrealistic because you know i i can't see someone being a high-powered executive that has lost two years of their life in age somehow mysteriously um lucas just total dullard Lindsay irrelevant so far uh karen apparently in europe um keith dead dan not mentioned other than when nathan says i'm gonna kill you like our dad killed his brother and i'm in prison like my dad have I caught up with everyone? Is yeah, Dom, it? Dom, Dom. You, you know it's you're... an eight, at least. I wanted to no. say most, so. At most, at most, at most. There's Tahani's four re- people Tah- and a nine. Tahani's reasoning reminded me of something. So when me and Kat were on the episode, Kat kind of pointed out, and this is now kind of showing, when they were talking about their hopes and dreams during that episode with like, this is when, like, this is how much it, planned it was this is when um Hayley was telling skills because skills was asking what what do you want to do if you're not going to be a singer what do you want to she started talking about like tutoring and being a teacher now she's a teacher like it was all like it it shows how much the beginning she doesn't of want to be a teacher she wants actually, to be a musician well she did speak you even picked her idea first for favorite <laughs> okay wait can I, I can, I can finish this look dom dom Agree okay. for it to be a nine, or I'm going to ask Magda questions about belts. Okay, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nine. I take it. I've got things to say about belts going forward in this episode. It's, so it's like, a nine. Yes! Perfect. Perfect. Wait, wait. It's a nine. It's a nine. Good chat. <laughs> then we call this one a nine. Magda, we'll save the belts for another time. Tahani, Magda, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support, being part of the community, being on the podcast fun as always and chaos as we had <laughs> assumed uh the, the, i enjoy all your insights both of you both fantastic you both have a lot to say and it, and some really really good points and i just enjoy the argument at the end so that's why <laughs> but you're both fantastic thank you so much and where how what what accent or dom's now open to impressions he does <laughs> give out a celebrity a character who do you want dom to do ravens as I feel like we have to go a chip monkey Hillary Burton. Oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I was gonna say Peyton, yeah. Like I could say before you do it, Dom. You got it. Got it. I'm hungry. Papa? Wrong show. Guys? Guys? You you ready? We're, we're gonna do Ravens all three. <laughs> Let's dance to the Spice Girls. Uh, r- ready? One, two, uh-huh. uh, three. <laughs> Raven! 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 Excellent. <laughs>